You're listening to the Shit Musician Say Podcast with your host, Steve Dixon. Whoever the fuck that is. Musicians Say Podcast, which will be uh, lovingly renamed Shit Gabe Says today. Just okay. a dude. Just, just, a, just a, shit a dude says, because Gabe is uh, not a musician, although I'm sure he played some mean recorder in grade school. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some jokes, but I don't know if the kids are listening, but uh, I'll leave yeah. those out. No, we're, we're, uh, we're uh, live without a net and uh, uncensored. Mm. We got the little E for explicit at the bottom of this one so you can say whatever you want all right so we're going to do as uh i've said in previous podcasts that'll be out by the time this comes out that uh we're gonna do a deftone catalog review in honor of uh 20th anniversary of white pony and i guess the new album i didn't know was going to be out in like a fucking week. I guess maybe we should have waited, but yeah, fuck it. Yeah. We'll, uh, we got the single to talk about. So, so how do you want to do this, Gabe? You want to go album by album, track by track? Cause I mean, we'll be here all night, but yeah. I mean, well, there's no time limit. <laughs> I did write, jot some notes down for just about every song that, except for the, uh, B sides and the, uh, covers. Okay. I mean, I real quick, there's like four or five that are good. And the rest are just like, right. Well, they, that's, they what exist. Was, that's what I was going to ask you before we even started was, but then I was thought we'd save it for this is, um, cause I kind of did the same thing where I was like, we well, got B sides and then a lot of them get repeated on the covers album. And I'm just like, like you, like there's two or three that I really like. So we'll talk about those when we get there. So I want, I have one lead off question that I wanted to posed to you before we get into this. I don't know if it's good for the start or it's good for the end, but I was having a conversation with somebody today and they're like, you know, I just never really got into the death tones. Uh, yeah. What do you say to those people? <laughs> it's one of those things where lately I, I've, I say to anybody who's coming in and is like, what's the big deal? Why do you, you know, I, a crap load of t-shirts, Deftones, mm-hmm. and anybody who says, never heard of them, and I change in the House of Fly, you know, that's the song that people, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I do know that one, okay, yeah. and I say, that's probably not the album to bring someone in on, probably the later, like uh, Diamond Eyes or Koi, I think it's more You don't think friendly. White Pony is the album to bring them in on? Uh, if they don't know who they are, chances are they're not going to mm-hmm. dig in. Ah, okay, all right, all right. Um, I feel there's going to be quite some disagreements here. <laughs> yeah, okay. And as there should be. As there should be. So, all right. I, and, you know, the, the the conversation I was having, that same person said, you know, I like that change song. And I'm like, <laughs> of course. okay, so a little bit of uh, common ground there is kind of funny. But I, uh, it's to me, like if somebody says that to me, I'm like, man, that's such like a, 
such a formative band for me. It's like somebody saying, yeah, I could take Led Zeppelin or leave them. Like, yeah. like that just doesn't fucking make sense to me. But I mean, to each their own. I'm not down in anybody if they don't like them. I mean, I can like, like bands like, let's say Smashing Pumpkins or maybe ACDC. I'm like, okay, I get it. If you don't like that, like that dude's voice yeah. or whatever. But Deftones, I'm like, how the fuck does that not just crawl inside you and like, Live. I I think uh, part of what I like about them is that they kind of grown and changed. Oh yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I've grown and changed myself. So, so that brings us to an interesting question because I I put some stuff out on uh, Facebook as far as um, people participating, and the first question I asked was them to email in was uh, what was your entry point into the band as far as like what. Like, how did you discover them, and what period? Okay, for for me, I know that uh, about the time that you're about 16 years old, and you're riding around your first car or whatever, and you start seeing the stickers for bands, and you start seeing things like Fish, and you're like, I don't know who Fish is. You're 16 years old. You right. don't know. And then the one that kept showing up was Deftones, and it was in the Curse of Writing. I was like, what? You know, okay. I didn't know. Uh, and it wasn't up until... Uh, I guess 97, uh, around the fur 97, 98, that I actually started hearing uh, a couple singles. And back then, MTV actually played videos. So you could see a couple videos. And I'm like, this is, you know, this is good. Mm. Is it great? I don't know at that point. Right. Because at that time, when you're 16, 17 years old, you have a limited amount of funds and you can't just go out and buy every CD. Right, right. Especially back then where there was maybe one or two good songs and the rest is trash. And you're like, yeah, so, I got, I've gotten burned like that quite a few times. So I guess uh, I would probably say probably 98-ish, 99. Uh, I know that this is a thing that might upset musicians, but about that time, Napster and Kazaa and things like that. And, yeah. you know, it, it probably helped a lot of bands, but I imagine the Metallicas that hated it. Yeah, I'm sure the only person that pissed off is Lars. But <laughs> I, I, I find that funny just like to not to go off on a tangent on that, but they had the luxury of already being, you know, known. I'm like, if somebody was downloading the shit out of whatever band I was in at that time, I'd be like, fuck yeah, yeah. take it. Yeah. You know, I mean, at a certain point you got to make a living out of it, but yeah, whatever. We won't scratch the surface of that. So I guess, uh, going back, I guess once I had the ability, Oh, by the way, the, uh, the soundtrack for the matrix, I think that came out early 99 or late 98. I'm not sure, but it had, uh, uh, my own summer on it. Okay. And that made, that reminded me like, God, you know, this is like awesome, you know, and it mm. wasn't one of the first few songs on the album. I think it was at the back end, if I remember correctly, but what a, I mean, that, album, oh, yeah, that's that it. album was awesome. But so it made me spend the time, I guess, to find these songs and download them. And that's where I went back and I actually started listening to adrenaline. And mm. when you're, so you didn't buy run the fur. I eventually did. And I, I hope Chino's listening. He's going to come back. <laughs> I, I did. I actually uh, went back, um, and I think uh, several albums I actually ended up buying multiple copies of because you end up losing them and things like that or whatever the reason is. Um, but I went back and I listened to Adrenaline. I was actually blown away. You know, it's, I mean, now it probably doesn't hold up as well. I mean, I know there's a lot of... Uh, nostalgia mm-hmm. that goes back with right. it but i'd have to say that it man just listening to it, it there's a few songs that are kind of cringy 
And it's like that the production, you know, I, yeah. I, I wrote down here that, uh, that, yes, I have a lot of notes. Um, there's pages and they're typed out. He's much more professional than I, um, <laughs> I wrote, I wonder if it was because Maverick, which was Madonna's label. Right. Right. If it, I don't know how long I didn't look it up, but I wonder if it was like a startup and it's like, we're not going to spend the money until we know that this band is the band that we can spend money because you can see the production level change completely. Mm. From adrenaline to around the fur. I mean, I guess I didn't notice that as much, but yeah. So I get, um, you know, there's some tracks on adrenaline that I did like, but for the most part, if I go back, there's a lot that I tend to skip. Right. And I think at some point we're probably going to come to a question where it's uh, rank or what's your favorite album. Right. And I was going back and forth with a lot of these, but I think what it comes down to is. How many songs I actually skip or I'm willing to skip? Yeah. So, I mean, two or three of them are pretty close. I mean, and I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple I know that for for you and for me, there's a couple of discrepancies there in the uh, middle albums where, mm-hmm. where <laughs> I don't. You got to peek at my notes. Well, I, <laughs> I don't tend to agree. And I know that there's one album that we talked about about the time Koi no Yokan came out that you said was one of your favorite ones. And they didn't actually play a lot of songs live. Yeah. So okay. yeah. I went back to that album shortly after we had that discussion, which was probably, I don't know, seven years ago now, maybe. Mm-hmm. That album is Saturday Night Wrist that we're talking about. Uh, so I went back, and it's like a rediscovery for me at mm-hmm. that point, because it's like, you know, this album is good, but there's certain songs on there. And I, I, that you're just like, yeah. Yeah, and I texted you, and I want to like them. I really do. I wrote that in my notes, too, that I <laughs> want to like them, but I tend to, if they're on, I'm, I'm not going to skip them normally, but at the same right. time, I'm not, you know, tapping along or air guitar or whatever it is I feel like doing at the time. Right. Better air drummer than air guitar. Put that in the notes. Yeah, th- that's your musician cred. Yeah. It's funny because uh, my we had rehearsal on Sunday, and I hadn't seen my drummer Larry in a while, and he said the exact same thing. He's like, man, I'm really like going, and I don't even know what brought it up, but he's like, I've been really going back, and oh, I know what it was. One of the beers uh, you got, uh, I gave one to him. Yeah. So, uh, the Belching Beaver uh, White Pony IPA. Anyhow, <laughs> got to get that in there so I can tag them in the notes and maybe get a little more listeners. Anyway, so, but he was saying how he kind of went back and is re- really kind of rediscovering that one and liking it a lot. But I regress. <laughs> so, <clears throat> just as a point of reference, my kind of entry into the band was. Uh, and I know I'm fucking this up because I remember shit wrong, but I could almost swear that I saw Deftones and Corn opening for Ozzy, which I've had uh, one guy write in and say he saw them open for Kiss. So I guess I, I might be remembering that right. But I did have any time when I was younger, I had ticket stubs anytime whatever the opening band was, I would flip it over and write it on the back. So if I, I'm, I'm sure I'll find that at some point, but I'm almost positive. And it was Deftones, never heard of them. And Korn, yeah. never heard of them. So they're both on their first album, which I went back and checked the year. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's about right. But uh, I saw them and maybe I had heard of them because like you, you had uh, referenced the Maverick record label and I knew what that was. So I'm like, 
a fucking metal band on Madonna's label. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I was, I almost had written them off before I'd seen them, but fuck, man. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. That was, I think that was the first time I, you know, first time I saw them and I didn't see them again until I think Diamond Eyes. I'm a fucking terrible fan, but, <laughs> um, now I went out and bought the fucking album the next day and I love it. And I think something we, we talked about, like texting back and forth, is like we've been cramming to do this yeah. by listening to nothing. But I've fucking listened to nothing but Deftones for the last three days, yeah. which is awesome. But I get to the point where I had to make a lot of fucking notes, just like you did, because if I like an album, I just put it on and let it go. I don't yeah. generally, especially with Deftones, because half the time the titles don't have anything. To yeah, fucking do yes. with the lyrics, but I won't know song titles at all. I'll just, I'll just like, oh, song three is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to kind of go back and refresh on everything, and just to echo your point about adrenaline, it was like, yeah, this was fucking awesome at the time, but like maybe it hasn't aged so well because I'm like, I feel like I didn't really, really get into the Deftones until White Pony came out because yeah. I got. Like, Adrenaline was awesome, but it kind of, and I don't mean any offense by this to whoever the fuck's listening, but it was not terribly different than a lot of the stuff that was out. It was like metal, and I never really kind of picked up on, like, the difference in the production in the first two albums, but... Night and day. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'd take your word for it, but... And I, like I said, I just got done going through the entire catalog, finishing probably 15 minutes before you got here Yeah, with well, the last song on Gore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is an awesome song. Um, but I guess we'd probably disagree on a lot of this album, too, as well, down the road. Maybe, maybe. Um, I guess uh, I know going back and through um, sites like Napster, I did go back and I listened to Like Linus, which you can find on YouTube now anyways. Like Linus. Which was like, I guess, the demos... That, and there was like three or four songs, uh, Seven Words, Root, Engine Number 9, that actually made Adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this was just a bootleg album from some sources on the internet. It's bootleg. Other sources say, no, no, this is what got them signed or whatever. Oh, like a, yeah, like what they would shop to. Yeah, the I've only, never heard that. Right. The only other song on there was a song called Teething that is, um, they actually played in, I think it was a Crow 2. It's like... You know, Deftones are actually performing this in the movie. No shit. Yeah, so look into that. Anyways. Damn, Gabe is full of fucking some trivial, uh, not trivial, but good trivia. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so depending on how you look at it, it might be trivial as well. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's when things happen for me uh, around the fur. But like you said, the same thing. White Pony is on a different level. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like cliche to say it now i mean because it's the 20th uh anniversary and revolver just did a big write-up on it and i meant to bring it for you and i forgot it i, I probably have that one i think i saw okay. it online i ordered things here and there from no i got you but yeah i mean everybody's like oh that's the the game changer or whatever but it really was like i mean and let's let's go back and hit the high points for adrenaline before we go off on the white pony because we'll go down that fucking rabbit hole i'm sure but no, yeah, that was definitely, once White Pony came out, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. This, these are my guys. 
Um, okay, for standout tracks for myself for Adrenaline, I have three that I really, maybe even four. The problem is the fourth one is that hidden track, and I know that was popular back in the 90s. Uh, I guess it's called First or Fist in some, some things call it Fist, I guess. And yeah. I've, I've always known it as First. Yeah, it says, it says First on here. I didn't realize that was a hidden track. Yeah, so that was one of those, I think, where you had to... Uh, listen for a while and then it's like at the very end that's odd because it's an actual track on spotify yeah, yeah but if you go to around the fur there is a fucking hidden track after yeah. mx which at I like 32 the moan which i love is that what it's called yeah i had to find i didn't know that. i didn't know that either yeah, so i had the it was just a song that and here's the thing about back then you could it's have called demon demon yeah like the guy from <laughs> vic demon yeah vic demon um so uh, back then you could have a, 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 a like a CD recorder in your computer. And, For the kids that don't remember CDs. Right. Uh, you could have a CD recorder. And what I used to do, which was probably not the way it was intended, I would grab a track that's from the uh, beginning and move it to the end. That way I could just rewind to that hidden track and not listen through 20 minutes yeah. of. So, good call, good call. A lot of times I hear... Uh, the album's out of order for that reason. I kind of guess I did it to myself, but it's what, you know, that I honestly really like that Damone song. So, I mean, no, I do too. Yeah. Uh, we definitely agree on that. So, I, Adrenaline. Right. So, I said <laughs> board, uh, seven words, and engine number nine. Okay. We have all four of the same songs really? for, for highlights on that. Absolutely. Okay. And I, there are two that I put, or three that I put like dashes beside. Where I was like, I have notes about them, but like ultimately, I was like, this is a skip track. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I don't want to fucking bash on them too much, but because there, I've got some um, ones later that are like not loved in the slightest. But yeah, there's a couple skippers on there, but yeah. I remember like that was definitely an album that I put on and I just let go, you know. Yeah. So, as far as song yeah. titles. Yeah. I can tell you this now, that if I listen to it now, there's a lot of times where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and skip that. But right. back then, back then, yeah. Back, yeah, absolutely. So, back then, not being 1995 when it came out, back then being about 99, 2000 when I was actually listening to it. Right. This is what's funny, is Gabe's notes have the fucking release date on them. I just put the year off to the side, so. Well, I, he has come prepared. Well, actually, a lot of these... Um, I can actually remember where I was when I was first listening. Not where I was when it was released, but mm -hmm. the first time I listened to the album. Really? Uh, yeah. So I think, uh, like, in for instance, I remember exactly when Self Titled came out. I was working in Kendallville, and I was driving on my way home. It was the first time I actually ripped open the CD. So you were yeah. already working on the road? Yeah. So I guess that would make sense. All the live long day. All the live long day. Yeah, in case we didn't mention that. Me and Gabe kind of work at the same place, yeah. so we won't give them any undue press because <laughs> they can suck a dick. But anyways, so that uh, so board seven words engine number nine and first are all uh, common ground on that one. Yeah. Any uh, I know you had song like uh, notes for individual songs that uh, I I know that uh, like the last twenty seconds of minus blindfold and you can add this later in post production editing. I'm sure you're going to do that. Well, like just creep it in yeah the last 20 seconds is like pretty amazing for me uh 
I guess a couple of songs I said that were just kind of repetitive. Mm, and it just yeah. that angsty thing, I guess, back then did appeal to me, but I can't say that it does now so much yeah, as I've, I've grown up. Yeah. I'm a home homeowner and a dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thirty nine years young at the recording yeah, of this. Yeah, at the recording, yeah. Hopefully it comes out soon. <laughs> <laughs> or at all. This could be a total bomb and you Yeah, just, I'd be like, fuck man. Who is that guy? Don't tell Gabe. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately, I couldn't do that uh, because Gabe actually listens to this podcast. One of, I think, three people. So he's a he always gives me good critiques. So that's actually how this came up. I wanted exactly. you to do this with somebody that actually knew, because I mean, I can make notes about what I think you know sounds cool. The drums in this sound cool, like the opening of Digital Bath to me sounds cool. Do I know any of the nuances of it? No. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I I think that's even that's better for something like this because if we're both musicians, we could go on for fucking days, uh, like and just okay. Then I'll speak for the masses. For the masses, yeah. I mean, Gabe is one guy that I know. Anytime I see him, we talk about what we're listening to and this and that, which is why I thought he'd be perfect for this. And this was his idea. So I was it like, just wasn't meant to be me. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be him. But I was I, duped I, into it. I think I uh, sent a couple texts around, and uh, <laughs> yeah. he got peer pressured into it. But he, yeah, he was thirty nine years old, still getting peer pressured. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, the perfect candidate. So be careful when you give out ideas. Uh, are we going to move on to around the first? Sure. 1997. <laughs> October. October. Yeah. What's the exact date? Guys? October 28th, 1997. All right. Uh, so this is one we're going to... I guess uh, is... now looking back on it, again, this isn't as bad as Adrenaline, but I can tell you... That's a negative connotation. Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I, I know you're probably <laughs> no, not going to like this. Keep on chugging. Uh, this actually is probably, along with Adrenaline, the least played album. And again... Of you. By for, you. for me. For okay. Me. For, okay. Again, I know a lot of people in nostalgia and that again, you know, but... At the time, man, what a banger, you know, just like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the opening track, My Own Summer. I have, like, a l couple notes where it's, like, perfect opening tracks, yeah. which we'll get to. But this is probably number three out of, like, opening tracks. Uh, I'll probably agree with you on that one, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see what the other two are. So, for me, this one was, like... I don't, I didn't ignore it. I definitely bought it when it came out because I loved adrenaline. And, but it, the parallel I draw is this album and Korn's Life is Peachy. Because I remember people shitting their pants yeah. about both of these albums. And I was like, Korn, I would completely fucking wrote off. Going back, there's a couple standout tracks. We're not talking about them. But, would one of them be Wicked? That actually includes Chino. Doing, it could be. Okay. It actually could be. I haven't <laughs> visited that album in a long, long time. But these came out around the same time. And yeah. I mean, like I was just like out of... And we'll get to like, you know, stair steps as far as like trying to top your last album. But I felt like both those albums were, you know, the sophomore jinx. And I, I only have three tracks on this album that are like, I mean, but those two of them save this album for me. Okay. 
So, I guess I would probably say there's actually about five on here. That, five? Yeah, that I would actually probably play without skipping. Okay. Uh, and those are? My Own Summer. Yeah. Uh, be Quiet and Drive. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, I have to be in the right mood for that because it seems very, I don't know, like teenage girl just... I don't know if you. Maybe it's because yeah. I remember the video too much, and it's like they're trying to make them into into like a like a I don't know like a heartthrob. It just it came well, out that way to me. Um, Gino's a sexy motherfucker. Well, some some of these songs, I think he's speaking directly to me. Not that there's anything wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he might be winking right now. I might be winking yeah, at him. Yeah. Uh, winking with what? Uh, lotion, which I actually do like, and I know that the internet tells me I'm wrong about liking lotion. Um, head up. Okay, Ron, my buddy in Texas that actually sent me did the questionnaire fucking in like five minutes and yeah. sent me. That's one of his lotion or head, head up. up. Okay, well, yeah, that's so. It's so. Here's the thing. Okay, uh, later on we're gonna talk, probably talk about live seeing them live. Mm-hmm. Uh, head up with Max. If you can see this, Deftones Live is like a thing on YouTube, and they go back and they try to get like. Um, I guess, live footage and try to make mm. it edited or whatever, make it better, the sounds or whatever. I don't know exactly know how they do the Remix magic. it or something, yeah. But uh, there's versions out there with Max doing it live. I guess they were on tour together. Cavalera from yes. Sepultura? Yeah. Okay. Which I guess is where he got the name Soulfly from that song, from the internet telling me this as well. No shit. Okay, so... You keep... Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting an education today. Okay, so... Uh, but then um, when Chi would do it because Max, they're not on tour, it's like barely a step down. But there's a window in time, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, where Chi is not in the picture, and Chino's doing both, and it's not very good. And then, mm. but at this time, they have their current basis, and I would think that, you know, he would fill in the portion, the, uh, the background vocals, I guess you could say. And it's just he doesn't have the voice for it. I'm going to guess, you know. And um, so, if you can see it live, Mm. you know, it's not going to be the same as it once were, once was back here. So, speaking of the new bass player, just as a a point of trivia, since you're fucking schooling me so much, do you know what band he came from? Uh, No, I do know he's from New York. This, this I remember. Uh, I think it's a punk-ish band. Is that correct? Not really. The guy, one of the other guys was from Gorilla Biscuits, which is punk. Yeah, okay. And so, But he's from uh, Quicksand, which if you get there. You know what? I did know that. I did know their that. Their first album flipped yeah. fucking phenomenal, and then they did an album recently, which he was involved with, called Interiors. It's fucking great if you haven't heard it. But okay, back to the point of hand. All right. Uh, so... Uh, head up yeah head up and then uh, I like MX you've oh yeah stabbed me in the heart what it is it's, it's different it's different yeah different isn't always good it's okay that you know how you I saw something on your fucking sheet there that yeah. said uh, possible team sleep that fucking track for me was like get that shit out of yeah, here okay, okay. <laughs> you read my notes too so All right. <laughs> Uh, and then Damone there at the end, the hidden yeah, track, so, yeah. which I thought would probably be better if it was just the instrumental, which I'm a big fan of Pink Maggot, the way they let that one go. And I yeah. think uh, one other one here, uh, 
anniversary of an uninteresting event. event. If they would have switched that later on, I would like that to be the way that these albums close out. So to me, if if they would have left Damone just um, as an instrumental, I would have been completely fine with it. But either way, it works. I like it. So So mine are My Own Summer, which this is kind of generic, and I, I apologize for anybody who's listening and wants to skewer me. The uh, email is smspodcast at yahoo.com, so feel free to fucking cuss me out or whatever. But I got to, and I hate people who do this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking do it for this album, My Own Summer and Be Quiet and Drive. And I know those were the singles. Yeah. I hate when people are like, oh, fucking, you know, like we were talking about changing the House of Flies. That's the one. Like, get the fuck out of here with that, you know? But also, Damone, like, that was, I had completely forgot about that. Like, this isn't one that hits the CD player a lot anymore. Yeah. But uh, I was like, what the fuck? Why is this track 37 minutes? You know, so I, yeah, I scrubbed also, it out yeah. and was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fuck. Why wasn't that just an actual track? Yeah. There you was know? a uh, a bong hit that's in the middle of that. Oh, the, is it, there? Yeah. It's actually, uh, I wrote it down here, or I printed it out. <laughs> Between 1932 and 1955. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing this down just in case it comes up on trivia, because there's got to be... I think that it's actually just entitled, from what I got from Wikipedia, Bong Hit. So oh, you Wikipedia this shit, man. I did a little bit of God, you're fucking coming more prepared than I am. I'll tell you that much. All right. Uh, oh, the uh, Be Quiet and Drive. I don't know if anybody's ever brought this up to you, but Send the Pain Below and Be Quiet. Send... Yeah, that's Chevelle. You're right. The, uh, the riff. How similar. Hmm. So later on, yeah. when you're on Spotify, go ahead and listen to that. Or we can just kind of fade it in right now. Pause. <laughs> wow, that was that great. was that's fucking close, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, so I saw that um, while perusing the interwebs as well. That no, oh, somebody was up. like, yeah, and I guess I didn't notice it until I guess uh, I saw it. Gotcha. So. I've got Damone down as well. Like, that's, yeah. So, but you mentioned lotion and. You're going to crap on me for that? No, no, no. The the notes I have, which I don't see Steven using a lot of effects on his guitar as far as like. But the thing that stuck out to me on Adrenaline was the weird guitar effect for Root. And then it felt like he did the same thing for Lotion, which Terry Date did both of these. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was producer influence or something. But, yeah, I never I never liked that. Like, he had, on those first two albums, I think he, he kind of came into his own on White Pony. But on those first two albums, that fucking tone almost, like, I saw him live, loved him, bought the album, and then I was like, what is with that fucking like the guitar tone is just really nasally to me on the okay. first two albums like it's and I mean to you it's, I mean it's just yeah it doesn't didn't sound like anything at that point and it wasn't I guess good or bad yeah. but to my ears it wasn't good uh, I also had MX which you probably oh that's right yeah that's the one with uh, I, I, I found out later that it's Abe's ex-wife at this point Who's okay. the female on that? So I wrote that down. Yeah, I was just like, I don't, I guess the drum machine shit, which we'll get to later, 
I mean, it's very, like you had written down, like very team sleepy to me, but the fucking samples drove me nuts. I'm like, what? what? I don't, I'm yeah. like, it's just, it's masturbatory is what it is to me. Okay. But I mean, yeah. more power to you. I'm not fucking yeah, shitting on you for like sure it. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I get. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Next up. White pony. White pony. That's a big. Why one. we're all here. So before we get started on this one, I had a guy that um, Nat Fitzgerald from Spaceships. Um, he was on yes. episode two. Okay. Uh, which, as of right now, isn't out yet, but will be by the time this comes out. And I asked him the same couple of questions, which are, I can look them up, but I think I remember what they are. Um, it was entry into the band, entry point into the band, five favorite songs, um, if you had ever seen them live, and any shows that stuck out, and then any memories of White Pony. So, at this, I don't, did you get White Pony when it came out? So, first question. I didn't get it on the day it came out because I know there's multiple versions of it. Right, which is what I'm getting at. Okay, so the version I have doesn't have Back to School on it. Right. Also, it didn't have The Boys Republic on it. So, I must have got the in-between. That's not even on the Spotify version. Okay. The Boys Republic, is it? Right. The, the, oh, God, that Back to School. I tell you what, I do not like it. Oh, so here's here's what the point I was going to make was I asked, he was like, um, he said something about his entry point being like he heard Minerva on the radio station or something. And then he was like, and then I got White Pony and I put it on. And he was like, that first track where he's rapping. And he's like, I just, I, I did, yeah. I, I just kind of turned it off. And I was like, I'm like scratching my head because yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? So I went. To White Pony on Spotify, and I turned it on, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, I know that song." So I was like, and I just kind of wrote it off. But then, for leading up to this, like going back and re-listening to stuff, I'm like, when I put White Pony on, and it back to school got done, I'm like, wait a second, yeah, this is where my album starts. Yeah, I had to look this up actually because about a year later. I started hearing that song on the radio, and mm-hmm. they, had, they had a video for it, and I was like, what album is this from? Like, I should know this. And as it turns out, it was reissued later on, I guess, the, apparently the company. The, they, they wanted a fucking single. Right. And so I'm that, like, how many singles are on that fucking album, for Christ's sake? Yeah. But yeah somebody we'll back on it. I mean, somebody didn't hear gem. something. Yeah. Uh, but again, yeah, mine didn't start with that, and I didn't even know it existed until like a year later. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the Boys Republic is another one. I guess it was if you got your album within the first whatever X amount of albums that were sold. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a red CD or red cover versus a silver one oh, that okay. I have. Right. I might be wrong on that. but No, I've seen the red cover. Okay, so I think that's the one that has The Boys Republic. Again, another al- a song I didn't know existed until... I never heard it. Until the, uh, there was a DVD that came out, and I don't know if it's official or not official, or but it's called uh, Music in High Places. But the version I had heard on this DVD about a year, two years, three years later, I'm not even sure, was an acoustic version. So I didn't even know that it wasn't an acoustic version. I just assumed, you know, okay. But mm-hmm. it wasn't up until later on YouTube comes around that can people are uploading things all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not the version, A, I forgot about the song, but B, this is not the version that I remember. So I'm writing this down as well because I 
don't know that. Also, it's just okay. So I, I, I'm kind of glad it didn't make... I, I can't say that I would like it just because it's on the album, but maybe... Maybe that if I would have heard it more. Yeah, Boys in Public. Maybe if okay. I would have heard it more, then maybe maybe I would like it just as much as I like the rest of the album. Which leads me to my next point about the album. All right. Uh, what in release date? <laughs> <laughs> June twentieth, two thousand. All right. Uh, I think the only one I actually skipped is "Teenager," and I okay. said what we you know it should have been a team sleep song. It just doesn't fit to me. Okay. So, like I said, with some albums, I don't. All right, this fucker's a bitch. I've got Spotify pulled up because... Let's see here. You fucking... All right. So while I'm looking for this, how do you say the first, the actual first... Oh, my gosh. Uh, All I I know is it's uh, Portuguese, and I think it means witch or sorceress or something like that. But you don't know how to say it. I couldn't tell you I don't speak Portuguese. I mean, you got more than that. With your I, I, B- I do know somebody that speaks right? uh, Portuguese. I know a couple people, actually. So, Teenager. Yeah. And I hope I don't get sued, sued for this, but we'll play it real quick here. Sounds like it's a record skipping. Scrubbing in a little bit. Okay. I, I, get, I definitely get your reference on that one. I just had to check that real quick, but I agree with your assessment, but I do like the vocal on that song. Okay. All right. So, so Teenager's the skipper. For me, yeah. And, and if you had the version with Back to School on it, oh would you skip that? I would skip that. Okay. And on Spotify, I'm sorry, but I do skip that. Oh, my, dude, that was such a revelation. I was like, what? well, the Revolver um, article... And this is before I realized what Nat was talking about. And it said, like, you know, the, one of the record execs came back and was like, there's no singles on this. Yeah. Which, whoever the fuck that was, I hope they got fired. But um, I was just like, and they almost, like, the rapping part, Yeah, he did that as a fuck you. Like, yeah. okay, I'm just going to do, I'm, we're going to, yeah. like, you do this shit. Yeah. You know, if this is new metal and this is what you want to hear, then this is what we'll do. You know, and it was like a. But it's so not new metal. It just there was a divert. They diverted somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. and this album didn't go the way that Olymp Biscuit went. You know, it was just right, or even Corn. I guess you could say right. which was lumped in there. Although probably their later albums, which I don't listen to much, they uh, yeah. I pissed a band off, like a national band that I was interviewing. Like they were like, oh, we didn't listen to a lot of corn. I was like, probably not any of the new albums, right? And they were like, no, dude. I was yeah. like, that, that went south quickly. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's bad. We'll, om- <laughs> we'll omit the name of that band. I, they, I that might not have been might not have been the first time or the last time that I pissed them off during that interview. But uh, anyways, the um, actually th- through listening to this Pink Maggot, mm-hmm. I listened to it you know, a few days ago and probably about a week ago when I knew we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's even just those two listenings, it's different now to me, mm-hmm. which I put in my notes, than it was then. Back then it was boring. It was whatever. But now, I mean, I can, I guess, appreciate it for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the best way to end that album. It was the closer. And it's 
one of the ones I put a little star next to. So yeah, but there's a lot on this album that, and probably maybe, in my opinion, their best song ever, Digital Bath. You know, here's my memory of that album, and like after Adrenaline, I wasn't like in a big hurry to run out and buy this, but a girl I knew had it, and I was at her place like waiting for her to get off work or whatever so i put it on and like i said so digital bath is the second track on the actual album that i had so i had heard the first track and i was like yes this is yeah and the first one's kind of returned to form but then digital bath came on and i was like yeah the fucking top of my head came off i was like i i went out the next day and got it because i was like i don't give a fuck what the rest of the album is that song yeah. is fucking fantastic, and I have that circled as one of my top five for sure. Uh, if not, a fight for number one. I'm not going to try to say the name of the first song that I, too, had on my CD, um, but what I noticed about it, listening to it, is there's no chorus, there's no structure. No. It. And no. it's just, I don't know if it was, I mean, it's different for that reason, and mm. it's like, maybe I didn't catch that being a 19-year-old kid, you know, it's just, the mm. song rocks. You yeah. know, and but uh, it's just one of those things. The drumming, which is something that uh, I tend to, I guess maybe when I'm listening, tap. It's the thing I'm not. A You're drawn album. to, yeah. Yeah. So the the drumming is so clear on this album, especially Digital Bath, but across the whole thing that it it pulls me in. The other thing is that uh, Frank, the keyboardist, Delgado, yes. He was, uh, I guess, an unofficial member prior, but an official member starting at this point. And what he does on this album, the nuances that makes it so atmospheric, mm-hmm. different songs are haunting. Well, I think that entire yeah. intro to Digital Bath is him. It's Yeah, and it's like uh, what he brings on this album, I mean, it took it to another level. Yeah. Well, and I remember reading something... Uh, about this is where Chino kind of started picking up a guitar because I guess Steven, and this is in the Revolver article, part of this, but the other part I remember from a long time ago, but Steven had moved to Los Angeles and they weren't based out of that. And so he wouldn't show up to fucking rehearsal. And so Chino picked up a guitar, which, you know, informed quite a few of the songs and I've never been, I'm, I've always been one to comb the liner notes and see who wrote what. Yeah. But like in this day and age, you can't, you know, I, that's <laughs> yeah. not to get off on a rant, but that's what I hate about non-physical copies anymore. But um, I don't know what the fuck my point was behind all that. Well, But that was, yeah. I mean, that this is the album. And I think that, you know, maybe uh, the overall sound I know as well as Frank Delgado. We didn't plan on going. Uh, song by song, but I did find out a couple years ago, which I didn't know that Elite, mm-hmm. third song on my CD, actually won a Grammy. And, oh, shit. Yeah. So. Odd. And that's so, not one that, like, I think this album is, I guess, aside from Teenager, is uh, Perfection, yeah. minus Back to School, which I don't think is a terrible track, but now that I know it was, like, done tongue-in-cheek, and, yeah. you know, I, I like it even less. But I think, like, song by song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
uh, to me, but that's elite, an odd yeah, choice. Yeah, for yeah, out of all the songs here, but to me, Elite is like one of those bangers. I mean, the vocals mm. get a lot of the attention because it's all distorted and that. Mm. But again, not being a musician, those guitars probably they probably need a little bit more love in that song because <laughs> <laughs> the guitars. If you actually listen to it, and I, I spent a lot of time so listening to it in my in my truck speakers on headphones, mm. and it's different. It's a different vibe through headphones. Um, mm. And I could actually hear the. So I actually had to do for this little project you had going on. I actually listened to it both ways, with uh, in my truck and through the headphones. And mm. I really picked up the guitar sounds through my headphones, which I maybe because the vocals are so distorted and they're up front mm-hmm. that that's kind of what you remember about the song is that the whole thing's right. Vocals yeah. are distorted, I guess. Um. So just as a point of reference, this is the third Terry Date produced album. And I think to my ears, the jump was from around the fur to this one, but not to dismiss your, well, I, how you hear it as I, well. Uh, it's the same thing as well. It's uh, so there's a, there's just a, as much of a jump yes, to you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I guess the uh, next one I have for standing out is knife party. <sighs> fucking love that song dude yeah. i mean there's not a song on there's not a song on this album that i don't love so just to get that out of the way but knife party yeah uh which leads perfectly into korea which leads perfectly into passenger i think those three songs go together mm-hmm. and they flow into each other so perfectly that um whoever chose the order of the songs yeah. magnifique magnifique <laughs> so just to, to pause on knife party real quick just as a, a like a not to keep using, reusing phrases, but as a point of reference, that to me, if you go back to like, like that fucking vocal solo in the middle, like where she's screaming, like yeah. she's getting fucking killed. Yeah. That to me is like right up there with like the iconic songs, like uh, "Great Gig in the Sky" by Pink Floyd. Oh, where, where I that, didn't say that because and then when I give me that, shelter. Yeah. Like by uh, Rolling Stones, yeah. with, with the female vocal in it, it's fucking, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I obviously a lesser known song uh, yeah. to the people that would know those two I referenced. Right. <laughs> uh, the next song I had was Korea, mm-hmm. which again another banger. Just to see this one live then versus live now. Yeah. Night and day. Really? There's a lot more energy then than there is now. So are you talking like your YouTube videos or are you well, talking like actual shows you've seen? The uh, f- Actually, there's a big gap for me as well. Okay. But I did see them. I wrote it down here in 2000 or was it 2001? I can't remember the handwriting. But they were with uh, Taproot, who I did love at the time. Beauty Behind the Record, my band, actually opened for Taproot well, there you go. a couple years ago. Okay, well, and uh, I think Incubus was on that tour as well. Nice. I think they were probably the headliner at that point. I can't honestly remember 20 years ago. Right. Uh, but that was um, the first time, and for a long time thereafter, um, the concert. And, I mean, it was that song live is awesome. Mm. You know, uh, but I have seen it. Them. Yeah, and going and seeing it more recently after 2010, it's not the same. So, I, unfortunately, everybody ages. A, and, a bit of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure those boys are aching by now. Uh, passenger. Pa- passenger. 
Uh, for me, it's a little homoerotic, maybe. Uh, I, I, it's very. Uh, oh, you're killing me! I, dude. I love it, and I, I love a perfect circle and tool right. not as much as a perfect circle. But what Maynard does on that, uh, I don't think anybody else could duplicate. Contrary, mon frere. Now I've seen. Speaking of live shows, but go ahead. And I've seen uh, who's a guy from uh, Dillinger. No, I haven't. No. Okay. 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 Well, I take it back. Maybe, maybe him then. But I've seen uh, the chick from Paramore and um, Rise Against, the guy from Rise Against. And excellent. Yeah. uh, I don't know so much about Paramore, but Rise Against. I like Rise Against. I I like Rise Against too. But I mean, when I I didn't see it live, but I've watched it on the videos, and it's just like it's not the same. I'd rather. mm, I mean, I guess. What can you do? I mean. Right. But so. I can't. I think it was Diamond Eyes because I saw them a shitload on the Diamond Eyes tour. But they were touring with Dillinger. And they did a tour with somebody else that came out and fucking sang it and just fucking slaughtered it. And I can't even remember who the fuck it was. And I'm kind of glad about that. But they were touring with Dillinger Escape Plan and Greg Pucciato, who who knew this fucking guy could sing. Like he yeah. like he does. He's got a new solo thing, and he he uh, did Killer Be Killed with a bunch of a guy from Mastodon, Max yeah. from Soulfly. Dude can sing his ass off. So he comes out, and I know him from Dillinger, just fucking bah, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus That's Christ. That's a great rendition, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out, and I'm just like rolling my fucking eyes. Yeah. Dude, he, I mean, he fucking killed it. Yeah. It was awesome. I did see Dillinger. So it's on that YouTube. Yeah. Look that up. I did see Dillinger open for them. I want to say it was 2011-ish. So maybe about that time yeah, that you were talking. It might have been. But I don't remember that. If it happened, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it might not. I mean, maybe might it might have been the Seth. Yeah. It might have been. So interesting note that I'm sure you know about this album and anybody who remember, read the Revolver uh, article. Maynard was like executive producer of this album up to a point. Hmm. And then he, I think he might have got busy with like Perfect Circle or something. Well, that's about the time that Murder and Adams would have came out. Okay, so... I would imagine 2001. Yeah, so he... Because they interviewed him for the 20th anniversary for that article. And he was like, yeah, it was like, you know, kind of executive producer. So, yeah. Okay. I always wondered why the fuck he was on this album, but there you go. Uh, The other thing I did find out was, and this is something that I actually meant to ask you, and I don't know if this is the the venue to ask you, but he said uh, that what makes it give that sound is the time signature. Uh, And I don't know anything about time signatures. I honestly don't. But I know Mm. that Tool is always one of those where where they make a big deal about that it's not a normal 4-4, which I don't understand anyway. So, I mean, is there an easy way to dumb that down for a guy like me that says... I mean, 4-4 is like four beats to the bar, so it's what you dance to, you know, like, you're not going to dance to, like, fucking 7-8 unless you're a maniac, I don't know, I'm not a drummer, so I can't explain it very well, but... Yeah, from what I understand, a lot of these are, like, 7-4 for for Tool, I don't don't know what that means, so... Yeah. So... Okay. Either I know way. some guys that could explain it, and yeah. uh, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, if they're on the show, I'll, I'll ask them just for you, Gabe. Oh, thanks. Okay. Thanks. So that brings us to the single. Yeah, it's uh, iconic. I mean, it is see. really. I mean, as much as I want to hate, like, like I said before, like I want to, you know, fucking singles, and that's the song everybody knows them by, like we've said yeah. before. 
Uh, I will honestly say that on times I've been able to skip this only because I've been here. Because you've heard it so many. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably fall into that category as well. All right. Uh, I mean, I think uh, at some point during this album, like you said, Chino's on guitar. So I think it, his guitar starts matching his voice more. And where he okay. starts strumming, you can notice, you know, that I don't know if it's something that a guitarist and singer slash singer does. You know, Could be. That... It, they the tones start matching, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess that I mean it's helpful. His voice sounds. He's yeah. keeping. He's pulling himself in yeah. key if he's not it already. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, like I said, Pink Maggot, best way to end the album. I, yeah, you know, and uh, I do respect it a lot more than I guess when I was younger, nineteen, twenty years old, mm-hmm. where I thought it was boring and just kind of droning. And so, going back to the one person that had responded to this I wanted to read his response because I was just like what the fuck oh shit there it is hold on let me let me pull it up here it's very unprofessional but you can edit this so yeah that's too much fucking work I'm not doing that shit live without a net never editing so the fourth question being any memories of White Pony my buddy Ron from Texas who was very quick to respond when I sent a bunch of these out he said I pre-ordered it from Amazon and got the special black edition and I hated it hated all capitals I did not like the lighter more ethereal side of the band took me a good 10 years to listen to it with open ears I like it now but I still don't love it that fucking blows me away but I mean I can see where if somebody's like really entrenched in the first two albums yeah you know talking about the nostalgia stuff that White Pony was a fucking left turn. Yeah. Which I think more people like than know, so for what it's worth. I, I guess I, I like that. But he's the odd man out. Yeah, I like that ethereal. It was different, you know, versus what was being played. I mean, like yeah. we said it was a lot of new metal. Right. And this was a bit different, you know, especially songs that were, that did have that ethereal mm-hmm. feeling to it. Um, well, and I think it, it really, for me specifically, like fucking just, broke them from the pack of all the bands that were out at that time. I'm like, okay, these guys, like you, you had said, they grow and they change. I was like, this is fucking completely different from anything anybody else is doing, yeah. which is funny in later years, like when I was in, I don't want to name check them, but a, a band I was in, um, the bass player, at a certain point and important to understand like I've never tried like to sit down and learn anybody's specific style or what they're doing or I've always just kind of absorbed stuff and I just do what I do but I remember my bass player not having listened to a lot of Deftones and me like giving him a CD and he's like came back and he's like dude he's like I get everything you do on guitar now like I see where it comes from and I was like I was, on one hand, very flattered, yeah. and on another hand, going, fuck, yeah. did I do that unconsciously? Yeah. Because, like I said, I don't, like, I never, like, oh, that guy's style is amazing, let me try and cop it. Well, yeah. You know what but I mean? You can be inspired. and Right. So, you can but I don't think there's anything specific that I ever did, like, you were saying the Chevelle song, like, yeah. something like that, but he was like, he's like, I hear that, you yeah. know, so. Okay. Should we move on, or? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Next one is a self-titled. Now, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> this is going to be... 
Uh, at first, I'm going to say that it wasn't White Pony, and it disappointed me. I remember buying the CD. I remember <sighs> listening to it, and I remember talk about follow-ups. Yeah, Go ahead. And I remember listening to it for a while, and then all of a sudden, I again this time of CDs, you take the CD out and you don't put it back in. And I didn't put it back in, and then eventually I ended up losing it. But at the same time, I wasn't missing it. So huh. later on, interesting, down, interesting. Later on, I down think the your road, first impulse was probably the correct. No, 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 no. Okay, later <laughs> on down the road, uh, after Diamond Eyes and around the time of Koi no Yokan, we mm-hmm. we had talked about the the next album we'll, we'll get to. Yep. But it also made me say, you know what? Let me go back this uh, this album that I lost or wherever it ended up. I think. Mm-hmm. Through, Moving from apartment to house or whatever the case was, apartment to apartment, they uh, it was lost in the shuffle. Maybe somebody took it. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I didn't miss it. But going back, I went back through the power of Spotify and mm-hmm. uh, I started listening to it again, and I'm blown away. I actually really? went back, and uh, this has actually moved up the ranks pretty quickly. As really, far, yes. Uh, at first, I did not like the opener, Hexagram, which might have been, I don't think it was the first single, but I believe it was the second single. I think the first one I remember hearing was Minerva. Right. Which, uh, I think in your notes you said, probably the best song. Okay, so my just as a, as a quick aside, my notes for this, worst <laughs> album. Yeah, i seen this. With my favorite, my all-time favorite song by them. So, Minerva being the one. Okay. So, okay. So, it just like... Even even listening again, you still didn't... You didn't find... I, you know, there was stuff I was like, okay, it's not as bad as I think I remember it, but it's still in the pantheon of... And, I don't know, i got to quantify this by, like, maybe taking the first two albums out, because, like you said... Like, you get caught up in the nostalgia, you're like, are those really as good as I thought they were? But at the time, like, you have to really, like, put them in their place, but if you put this one in its place as a follow-up to White Pony, it is a fucking giant mm-mm. And that's what I thought initially, but then I went back, and uh, I found out, just listening to Hexagram, the opener, mm-hmm. there's certain things that I didn't remember the first time around that I was listening to it, like, uh, the first thing that I remember, and I actually wrote this in, was the voice cracking that that effects that they put in yeah. there mm-hmm. and it's like he's sustaining Chino's sustaining that note so long that I don't think that's his voice doing that if it is God you know like right. you know oh man that's amazing but uh, that cracking noise I mean it's just like it's uncomfortable to listen to mm. and it's uh, the drumming which again I, I'm a big fan of the drumming it uh, looking back on it it's a little Saint Anger-ish and I didn't, that right there would fucking yeah, just take but, it off the table for me. But it's uh oh anyway. Oh. But I did find out on the uh, the B side of this single for Hexagram was a song Lovers. Lovers apparently was going to be the name of this album, but not only was it scrubbed from the name, I think because of a leak mm-hmm. at that time. I guess it's a big deal, and uh, they actually scrubbed the song completely off the album. Oh. And I don't know why it didn't end up on the B-sides or whatever. Did you track that down and listen to it? Yeah, it's, uh, what did I write here for it? To me, it's not really memorable, uh, Lovers, but it sounds a little around the fur-ish to me. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's not anything that you're missing. Not that you care for this CD uh, album. 
Uh, it feels like regression okay. to me. There's uh, the next song, Needles yeah. and Pins. Okay. If you can listen to it again with open ears and an open mind, what she is doing, it's something that we're going to come to miss. The back and forth on this Needles and Pins between him and Chino is amazing. I don't know what he's saying, but that deep gravelly voice, <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, it's there, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm really disagreeing with you, and it's kind of irking no, a little no, bit. No, it's it's all I'm, good. I'm, man. My 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 emotions are getting the best of me. My hands are getting more animated. If you guys hear some thuds, it's yeah. just Gabe beating the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Minerva, another your favorite song. You said probably. Yeah, and I, it's it's to me like this was another. This was the one song that was like a like a step forward for them for them because it was very anthemic for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, but as far as like with songwriting, like it's felt like that should have been more the flavor for the next step for something that was supposed to be the follow up to white pony. But okay. Go ahead. I, uh, the I next cutting uh, across you. And I apologize. No, that's fine. I mean, this is your, this is your show. No, no, this is your show. It's... <laughs> uh, good morning. Beautiful. It's catchy, but I mean, it's, it exists as a song. Right. Yeah. Uh, death blow. That baseline is nuts I actually wrote um, that it's just filthy I mean if you can listen to that with an open mind again well and I, I feel I you keep saying that but I feel like I, when I went back to it I was like I really like Deftones is one of my favorite bands yeah. I legitimately want to like everything they do so when I went back I'm like I will I don't listen to this album yeah you know and it was I was just like Okay, it's the same album yeah. to my ears. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, what's next? I have Death Blow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that. I mean, the, the baseline again. The uh, when girls when girls telephone boys. It's a pretty heavy song, man. I don't know <laughs> how you cannot like it. It's so good. It's, uh, but I, I'll tell you this: if you can hear this live, and and I don't remember it from the show. Um, Later on, when I when I did when I did hear it live, but if you can go back and you can hear it through the power of YouTube, mm-hmm. that uh, the mixing on it is probably better live than it is on the album because you can hear the keyboards, which is completely muted on this song, how mm-hmm. vibrant and brought to the front it is in certain parts. And, and that's when girls telephone boys. Yes, and okay. when and when you hear that, you, I think you might agree that that is a better version. Maybe they should have done something along those lines during this production. So just just as a side note, because this, I thought, like when this album came out, there was, well, even starting with White Pony, there was so much acrimony within the band that, you know how like when Pink Floyd made The Wall and it was a fucking amazing album, those guys fucking hated each other. So the same thing with White Pony. So when Self-Titled came out, and I don't think we got the specific uh, release date on that in their game. Oh, you must be talking about May 20th, 2003. All right, then. So (laughs) when that came out, like there was just so much more. And I cannot remember, but I read at the time, and it was either this one or Saturday Night Wrist or maybe both. That they didn't, they weren't even in the studio at the same time. Right, they were like sending demos back and forth because yeah. they were so fucking. I think not getting along. I think that was more for uh, Saturday Night Risk. For this one, I think it was a nonstop touring because I mean, when you have such a big album like Pony yeah. was, 
that this was probably two, three years of nonstop touring. Yeah. And just as a point of reference, like the ch- change in the House of Flies, like there was singles before, but I don't think that would like, I don't think anything hit mainstream like yeah. rock radio yeah. like change did right as far as like so which would cause what you're talking about as far as like that okay and then uh next i have battle axe which is a lot like death blow but death blow did it better so we can move right past that song. Go right past uh, that's it. the only thing i wrote for it lucky you uh, another team sleep song to me oh thank you okay uh, that's a win because i like while we're on that not to cut across you again but so this album Maybe the worst, in in my opinion, not their best album. One of my favorite songs, and one of the only songs that I can honestly say I fucking hate by them, and that is "Lucky You." I think that song was like a, a waste of fucking CD space. For me, the the worst song they come on is on the next album. Okay, and I think I think it's pretty evident which one that one is. Uh, is it? Yes. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, so, next one is Bloody Cape. So, I, I give uh, Bloody Cape its yeah. due. I honestly believe this is my top five. Uh oh, you're not. Shit. Uh, top five songs for mm-hmm. me. And it wasn't up until fairly recently. Um, but there's just something about this song. And then the last. Uh, yeah, I, I have. The last a star 30 seconds. Um, that God help me, God help me, just how heavy that is. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't expect it going into the song. It's very melodic. It's very mm-hmm. almost pretty. Yeah. But then that driving last 30 seconds, it gives you a taste. And I think Deftones is good for this. For at least one song, an album, what a song could sound like. Well, either that or like a slow burn and then yeah. a fucking just an explosion. Yeah, there's like always that breakdown or the, the ending or whatever mm-hmm. of the song. You're just like, man, like, I like this song. If Keep it going. Yes. Yeah. Uh, more of that. More uh, of that, please. Uh, the next one, uh, anniversary of an uninteresting event. Should have been the closer uh, for the yeah. album. I think they should have swapped this in Moana. Moana. I, be- I believe I'm saying that right. Um, That's how I'd say it, but who uh, knows? I mean, it's a little bit of Pink Maggot, if pink, if it wasn't as good as Pink Maggot. <laughs> right. But it had aspirations of. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it, I will listen to it. It comes on. I'm not going to skip it. Uh, okay. So. What? Th- okay. So. Uh, I think uh, for a couple songs here, I think we can probably say which ones I absolutely would skip. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. What are the skippers on this one for you? And there's really not a lot for me. Maybe Deathblow, Battle Axe, hmm. maybe Moana, just because it's at the end. And it, if, if they were to switch this and the. Uh, on an uninterest, I can't say it. Uh, if they would have switched those, I think Moana would have gotten more love. But because of the placement at the end, hmm. it doesn't. That's an interesting point. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, song it, order matters absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so again, I, I don't know why you hate it. You say it's. Uh, I just I believe me. I revisit it. Yeah. Like maybe once every five years, and I'm just like. Well, can we at least I want to love it? It's the best album cover. You fucked me, Gabe. I was getting to that. No, no. <laughs> that was a question for later. But yes, it is a good album cover. I will give it that much. Okay, but we're, we'll get to we'll get to very, album artwork. And okay, so I shouldn't comment on the CD. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Because that CD is also very pretty with the roses on it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, in a time where you don't see that anymore because everything's digital, it's. Uh, <sighs> 
I know. Get me started. There, there are still uh, um, artists out there that I still buy the CDs. Oh, side note, what's the deal with these albums coming back? Dude, uh, I love it. I love, I love that format, dude. I don't care. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to make decent money where I'm yeah. like, I don't give a fuck that album costs twenty five dollars. Yeah. I'm buy, if it's a, by a band I love, I yeah. totally. Speaking of bands I love, yeah, Spotlights is always putting out vinyl, which I don't know if you got into them not or not, but they actually toured with Deftones at one point. Uh, actually, I did know that, and I think you were the one who told me that, and uh, I think maybe, uh, we'll talk about touring later, but I think it has to do with bang for your buck. If you, you know, there's certain bands, again, now, mm-hmm. after all this is done, you know, and, and we get to the later CDs, which I absolutely love, mm-hmm. um, that these middle Two albums, which are the question- middle children, <laughs> right? Which are <laughs> which are questionable, I guess, for even the biggest of fans. Mm. Um, but uh, I guess that's uh, what I have for uh, self-title. Okay, so we already agreed to uh, kind of skip over the B sides, which felt like, and I was paying attention up to a point and then forgot. But I felt like B sides was a little bit of a maybe a contractual obligation yeah which is yeah. why i was paying attention to who was putting the albums out up into so maybe it was maybe it wasn't because that completely went under my radar like yeah. i didn't know about that album until years later and i got it and i was like okay this is not necessary other than i will say i just got i've read a couple of the guys from duran duran their books because i'm you know i'm a okay. rock bio junkie you know yeah. this so I've read those. So and they were a great band. I mean, I'm, we, that you could argue that point, but they were uh, they wrote some good songs. Okay, in in my opinion. Okay. okay. So I don't know their albums per se. So the one song off of this that showed up later on the covers album that we are excluding as well, but um, Chauffeur mm-hmm. is a Duran Duran song, and I was like, that stood out to me. And I was like, there's no way. Like, like, what's the original sound like? Yeah. Dude, that the original is just as fucking dark as that. I was surprised okay. for a pop band yeah. to do that song. It's a great song. So, skipping past B-Sides, which was, I don't know, did you get the release date on this one? Uh, October 4th, 2005. <laughs> but I did like now, Savory. I've got 2004, but go ahead. Yeah, I did like Savory. If that I'm... was heavy as fuck. Like, when I, I didn't really get into it, but I did get to that. I don't even know that. who Jawbox is. Um... I mean, maybe that's my fault for not. <laughs> Jawbox was a, I think, uh, like a seminal punk band because there was like a big to do one or two years ago because they were regrouping to headline Riot Fest. Okay. And I kind of went Chicago. back. Yeah. Okay. So I went back and kind of listened to them because everybody was pissing themselves. And I was like, I, I didn't get it, which okay. maybe shame on me. Who knows? Um, so that was who did Savory. I know that there's a, the only new-ish song I put was Crenshaw Punch, which doesn't stand out to me at all. Hmm. So. I wonder what happened. Like you're saying, like, um, you know, Boys Republic and Lovers, like why the fuck that didn't show yeah. up on that album, you know? Uh, there's another song in there, Black Moon, which should have probably been a Cypress Hill song because I don't know why that's even on there. Uh, it's well, with, yeah. it's with Be Real from Cypress Hill, but I mean, it just... Oh, God, it's terrible. So that was the reason that they gave for, during the White Pony sessions, another piece of trivia for you, for Stephen moving to L.A. was because he was doing a side project oh, yeah, okay. with Be Real. It was yeah. called Cush. So maybe that was a holdover or 
whatever because obviously that project never came to fruition. I guess if it did, you can write in and correct me, and I'll uh, give you credit for it. SMS podcast at yahoo.com. Keep saying that because I'm lonely. <laughs> I need emails, people. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. So number six, uh, or I guess this would be number five. Okay. In Saturday. the actual releases. Saturday Night Wrist, October thirty first, two thousand six. I'm going to tell you right now. There's a lot of October releases in this. Is yeah. That, is that a... Yeah. Um, when it was released, uh, I, I don't think I was interested. There was a lot of stuff going on for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I knew Hole in the Earth came out. I think that was the first single. And although I liked that song, um, I can't remember if this was through like Amazon music or whatever I listened mm-hmm. to some of the other ones and nothing really spoke to me you know and I was just like ah, you know just I don't have the time for it and ended up almost completely skipping out on this album until much later when I did buy the CD hmm. so um, so we, and you have previously referenced that we've we had a conversation yes. about this so and it's funny because we refer them to these two albums as the middle children and you really like one that I hate and then I really like one that you weren't so fond of yeah. until revisiting yeah and which then, is this one yeah yeah and i think hole in the earth it might be you know one of their best songs top 10 of all time so more to that point i have a, a note here that and i don't know why i fucking do this but like i'm like this is in a tie for the best opening track yeah for them so like i said whatever one was Three. I think it was uh, number three. Uh, uh, my own summer. Yeah, my own summer. So that's that's a three for me, like on on the list, and and the the one and two are tied. But anyway, so hole okay. in the earth. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we agree on these then. Okay. Uh, again, that was a, a a great song, but as revisiting it um, and knowing the history, I guess and. Uh, hindsight being 2020 you can see that there is definitely something going on in this band and it's this is the one we talked about where some of them were in the studio or maybe they weren't even in the studio at all at the same time and it was right. just and that's that's what i had read and if you actually pay attention to the lyrics um to this song holding the earth it's actually you know it's uh talking about that and it reminds me of something that you also um informed me about uh was uh uh, CCR, you had me listen to uh, Autobiography. Oh, yeah. Um, and at one point in that, um, and I don't know why I remember this, but one time in that book, the uh, they were going through some songs, and uh, they had a photographer following the band. And he had heard a certain song, and I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head, but he said he started crying, the photographer started crying when he heard this song. And he goes, what's this, man? Why are you crying, you know? And John, John Fogarty was, uh, he's like, you He's like, you're telling me that the that the band is breaking up. Like, I can hear it, and oh wow, and, and even John Fogerty. I do and, remember that passage, yeah. And uh, John Fogerty said, yeah, I guess at that point I didn't realize it mm. outside, but inside he's felt that this this thing that they had was ending, and I mm. think it's the same feel going back and looking at this mm-hmm. one that this is the one telling you like if something doesn't happen, this might be your last Deftones album, huh? So. I never picked that up. That's that's crazy because from my vantage point, as far as like when this album came out, so what was there? Uh, how many years between? 
So from 2003 to 2006, so three years, and it wasn't because they were touring heavily, I don't think, <coughs> because self-titled was a turd, but <laughs> sorry, I got to get my jabs in where I can take them. But the point I was trying to make is when this album come out came out, I was like, holy shit. Really? Another Deftones album because I thought I thought for sure they were fucking done. Okay. You know, three years between albums, I was like, they fucking broke up. You know, and all the well documented, not to keep using the same word, but the well documented acrimony on White Pony and self titled, and then the fact that after the fact you read that they fucking weren't even in the studio to <laughs> yeah. do this. Um. Okay. So, Rapture. I guess I put down that it sounds frantic but in a good way so more to your point of the fucking the, the odd drum meters yeah that is very much lending itself to that frantic okay so it, I don't know what that meter is but it's not 4-4 uh, the other thing that I found out listening to uh, this album on my headphones is that uh, there are certain sounds that you can hear that Frank's doing in the background and that comes through on the next two where on Beware, you can hear crickets, which I never heard before really? until I, you know. Wow. Uh, but there's something about, I think this is a theme now that I start noticing when Chino's writing lyrics, and it's like water themes. Oh, right, right. And I, these next two songs just, I mean, to me, I want to like them. I know that from the internet telling me, and probably you, that... So which, what's the name? Beware uh, and Cherry Waves? Beware and Cherry Waves. Okay. But to me, they're very much kind of the same-ish. Not sounding, mm-hmm. but in the same vein, I guess you could say. Um, they're just... I, I guess I would skip them. Okay. Um, so I <laughs> I love Cherry Waves. Like It's probably in one of my top ten. But I made a, a note later on because when I got to Koi no Yokan and Entombed, well, I guess Diamond Eyes. So I take, like, there's a like a three-song thing that like is in all in the same vein so cherry waves sex tape and entombed were like all like yeah like that same vein where i'm like i love these <laughs> i really do so uh, agree to disagree uh, all right um i guess the next one i have is also i wrote down that uh there's laughing that i could hear that uh, Frank mixed in there into uh, Cherry Waves. Fuck, man. There's like I'm gonna... a girl laughing in the background, and I mean, it's just subtle, and it just adds something that I guess mm-hmm. I've never heard before until this listening. For so you. for one of my favorite albums, I've yeah. fucking definitely been slacking and not listening to it on headphones. Uh, yeah. Put it on the to-do list. Uh, the next one, I guess, is pronounced Mine. Mine. Um, to me, I wrote this down, that Surge adds nothing. Hmm. I could have done without it. it. Well, more to that point, yeah, I didn't even realize he was on the track, so I guess he does less than nothing because I didn't know he was fucking there. Uh, I guess maybe looking back on it, 2006, I can't tell you that I don't know System, System of Down well enough to tell you that that's, you know, maybe they were still... Embryotic. I, don't, I actually don't know, but maybe there was something to that they're trying to bring in a different audience. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it really didn't add anything to me. It's a little poppy-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of there's yeah. a very poppy overtone, and maybe I don't know if that lends itself to why I like it. But uh, so you do actually like that song, huh? I there I don't dislike yeah really anything on here. Okay, 
that's another one where if it comes on, I guess I'll listen to it. I guess mm-hmm. uh, it's a. Uh, uh, the next one is the uh, instrumental. Or the, mm-hmm. It's a Konami code, I guess, is what it is. From you know, if you're playing Contra or so Life Force, I'll 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 take a educated guess because I remember reading something like an interview with Steven, and he said during the making of this album, he was more into playing this like golf game. Yeah, like okay. some Sega golf game. So. Maybe it's a cheat code for that. Yeah. Um, well, it, it I'm sure you, somebody knows. It gives you 30 lives in Contra, I can tell you that, because I remember Oh, does that it? Okay, so youth. you know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, and again, it's it, it exists, but I do skip that one a lot. So not very pink maggoty for you? Mm, no, there's something about that. It's just, it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I wrote down for uh, Xerxes. Mm-hmm. It's boring. It's uh, maybe a little slow. It's over breathy in the vocals again I think he's hitting on me maybe I don't yeah know. yeah I'm sensing a theme here Dave yeah so I mean um, you're going to tell me that there's something that I'm missing in Xerxes is there or? I mean I'm, you have come far enough to the dark side by list, revisiting it and appreciating it more than what you did so, okay so okay. we, we I'll give you more of a pass than you gave me on self-titled. Okay. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> uh, rats, Rats, Rats. This was a banger. Love it. Okay. I, actually, I actually ended up loving this one. Uh, I think I liked this one even you know, years ago before we talked about it. Um, so you got two. <laughs> so far, yeah. Two, two on this one. Uh, yeah, uh, I think also the sample on this one, because I, I was listening, is it sounds like either, I think it's Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Um, there's a song called Root Down. Mm-hmm. That I think was from the yeah, yeah. from Paul's maybe Paul's boutique. I think it is from Paul's boutique, uh, and I think that there's was... a sample of him in this, and it's just like a. I'm not even gonna try to duplicate it. Oh, it's like the the laugh, yeah, it's it, something like that. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but I did notice that I sound uh, terrible yeah. trying to. That's probably why you didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, 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 did, like I did like rats, 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 and uh, probably. Yeah, there's probably about there's maybe one more that I really actually love on this album. On this album, all right. Um, Pink cell phone is not it. Not it. Not it. Okay. I absolutely hate pink cell phone. Really? Maybe the first time you listen to it, there's that novelty, but um, that last minute of her and going off on a tangent, mm-hmm. it's uh, maybe the shock factor where they left it in. I don't know. Yeah. I know there's two different versions of this. Where really? Where they omit that part, huh. and I think maybe it's, it's probably a lawsuit or something. I don't know if whoever a, it was. <laughs> maybe it's a. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's bad. It is bad. Yeah. Okay. So this is probably the worst. Def, for you, Deftones song. So we've got Lucky You and Pink Cell Phone that can, that can fuck off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, combat. I guess is next is. Uh, it's something I normally skip. There's too much of a long buildup. Mm-hmm. I guess this is one of those where maybe it's because of the turmoil in the band where I believe that there's a part in the, in the song where Chino's going back and forth with himself and vocally, background, mm-hmm. and I think they could have used Chi for that, mm-hmm. Going knowing what would happen later on, maybe, you know, that this could have been a, a saving point for this song for me had they... Right. Uh, they, they could have used that, but they went, chose to go Chino on top of Chino, I guess. So. Chino and Chino. Yeah. So. Any thoughts on just... Hmm. 
I don't know. Like I said, this is this is one that's I don't really skip anything on. But for before we get to it, um, drive. I don't think that's on my copy. Like I don't know yeah. if that was like something added. Yeah, I think that was a uh, iTunes thing. Or like, okay. So because I was like, I don't ever remember. Like that's one of yeah. once we get to which is the next. Yeah, the covers in 2011. When we get which there. is right after Diamond Eyes. Yeah. So yeah. When that was on there, I was like, fuck, that's... I mean, it, it definitely sounds like something Chino could have done with another project because it's a fucking drum machine, yeah. which drives me insane, but I still love the song. The next one, Kim Dracula. Mm-hmm. Love it. Actually, Good. Good, actually... Yeah. Um, I was going was, was to be questioning your taste. There. Um, this might be the second best song. Um, to, um, yeah, to Hole in the Earth. Um, hmm. It just... Okay. Maybe... You know, it's just, I keep going back to Kim Dracula, maybe because I didn't listen to it a lot, and where Holding the Earth, I did. Like, even when I didn't have this album, it was on a mixed CD that I had of the Deftones. <laughs> so I might have not added anything else, but I did <laughs> add Holding the Earth. Um, gotcha. So going back, Kim Dracula is actually kind of newish to me in that sense, that I can go back and it's it's different. It doesn't fit, to me, the vibe of this album. It could have probably been on Diamond Eyes. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know, something about it. The next one I'll give you as far as like maybe a little boring. Uh, uh, Riviera, another water theme. Actually. I wrote yeah. that down. It's uh, river in French. Okay. So <laughs> I, I found that out today or yesterday or whatever. <laughs> uh, again, You've really one, done your homework again. again You're making one, me look bad. <laughs> a little too breathy for me as well. Right. Um, I, I will agree with you on that one. I, I will tell you that because uh, of this, I actually have listened to this album a lot, and there are some songs like Beware and Cherry Waves I do want to like, and they're catchy in their own mm. way, you know, uh, Chino's drawn out vocals, you know, mm. especially catchy, but man, I want to like them, I just can't. Dude, I, I don't get the Cherry Waves. I think that's like one of my, that's in top ten for me. Yeah. Wow. Agree to disagree. So, Drive, since the, it's included on the Spotify one. Uh, um, <laughs> thoughts? Uh, honestly, if we were talking about covers, I'd probably say it's one of the better cover songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard Incubus do a cover of this, and it's terrible. So in comparison to Incubus, <laughs> it's good. That's uh, funny. Uh, but, uh, I mean, again, it exists. I don't necessarily listen to the covers album. It's nothing that I actively seek out. Yeah. So Well... And the funny thing was, is I think I picked that up. Like, that came out in, you said, 2011, right? Yes. Yeah. But uh, that was like a, I know it wasn't that long ago. It was maybe, it couldn't have been more than four or five years ago. It was like a record store. And, well, maybe this was the vinyl release of it. I think you're... Because I, right. I, I didn't even know that existed either. Yeah. So when I got, I saw the vinyl, I snatched it up as a record store day special. Yeah. You know? So I didn't realize it was that old when I picked it up. You know. Okay. Can we move on to Diamond Eyes? Because this one, I love. So we can't move on to Diamond Eyes because in Deftone lore, there's an album in oh, between. Yeah, okay, I have that here. Have you ever heard anything from it? Uh, two songs, Smile and Dallas. And I don't even know if Dallas, because it's an instrumental, is the Deftones. Because from what I understand, according to, I think this was on Reddit, 
okay. uh, was that in this particular case, Chi played the guitar and Chino played um, the bass. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's true or not, there's nothing that doesn't stand out to me. It's just a little snippet of an instrumental. Uh, the other one I heard was Smile. And I think I've heard that same one. It was like a yeah. leak. Yeah, and I think they actually ago. played that at Dia de los Deftones. Oh, that's right. That may, yeah. And I think uh, it has shown up live now and maybe even a, uh, I don't know if it's remastered or whatever, but there's mm-hmm. a version that you can hear that's pretty clear as far as, you know, the bootleg versions go. That, right. Uh, again, it's maybe because I didn't, I don't listen to it enough and I'm not on YouTube enough to give you an opinion about it, but um, those are the only two songs I'm aware of. So what is your, what are your thoughts on that? You think that's number one, why do you think it hasn't come out yet? And number two, do you think it ever will come out? Well, there's been talk about it coming out as an EP, not a full blown album. And that's on again, according to frustrating. Yeah. uh, I think what it was, it was left undone. Um, and I think this was Terry Date as well. Okay. I think they went back to Terry Date for this one. And um, forgive me for not knowing yeah. who did self titled and Saturday Night Wrist. I honestly don't I know. Think, uh, they do sound, yeah. they don't sound Terry Date ish, but they I could be wrong. I th- no, they're not. Uh, I think, uh, think self titled was Sean Lopez, maybe, who was mm. on Crosses with Chino. Mm hmm. Uh, and I don't, I can't honestly tell you who was Saturday Night Wrist because I really don't like I it. fucking hate that. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think Eros was shell, obviously. Uh, I think it was because of Chi yeah. going into, uh, he was in a car accident, I believe. So for anybody who's insane enough to have been listening to this this entire time <laughs> and doesn't know that uh, Chi, the bass player, the original bass player, um, got in a car accident and was in a... Um, coma for years i think he finally passed away and i think 13 12 or 13 2013 yeah that sounds about right so rest in peace yeah so but uh, that was his last album should have been yeah should have been his last album with the band um so i guess there's talk about them releasing it there's also talk about a black pony album which i think that's gonna yeah i think that so maybe it's one of those things where I had tickets to see Deftones with, and it was like a great tour. I can't remember who else was on the fucking bill, but I think that's, I think it's probably got pushed back because they couldn't tour yeah. behind it because they were going to do 20th anniversary tour. And now it's going to be a new album tour, apparently. Right. I actually finally for this last go around as well. Ugh. But they're honoring those tickets according to what I hear. So I already paid for my tickets. So I guess mm. they're good. Um, so, uh, yeah, Diamond Eyes. So why, so just to finish up the point on Eros, you think it didn't come out because it just, yeah, it I, didn't get finished? I think it, I think it was to something to do with the band didn't feel it was right at that point to release it. And then... Which is understandable. Yeah. And then as it keeps going on, you know, now you have a second bassist mm-hmm. who apparently filled in for Chi. Uh, I think he had foot surgery back in 98-ish. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, um, gosh, his name's... I love it, I'm, I'm bad with the names. The um, quicksand guy. Sergio. Sergio. So Sergio starts filling in because he had filled in previous, and I think at that point they're like maybe disrespectful to... Release the album. You know, or have him finish the parts. Right. Or, however it was. So I guess they're left undone from what I understand, but they can do whatever they can in the 
studios these days and maybe uh, i know there was a benefit for a while for well and that's the thing i don't get it's like why like everybody wants this yeah whether it's good or not yeah which i mean who knows Everybody wants this. This guy's got fucking... His family's got a pile of medical bills. Probably right. still, yeah. to this day, seven years later. Yeah. Like, why not... Unless there's some outstanding legality where they can't, but why not release this motherfucker and do, like, a, a special vinyl release and have that be... Yeah. All the proceeds go to yeah. Cheese Family. Yeah. I would, I would, Guys, if you're listening, hey. There's an idea. There's an idea. <sighs> So that's my understanding of Eros, and I understand that there's a possibility, and it's one of those things where it's, I think it's always been a possibility that they'll release it, so hopefully it'll see the light of day. And well, and the, and the thing of it is, is the last, I mean, like, since, ever since Diamond Eyes, they've been like a full-time band, whereas before this, obviously there's gaps yeah. in releases and gaps in activity, because Chino's doing his side projects or whatever, but it would kind of be... I. I would see where there was never like a good time yeah. ever since Diamond Eyes. Like there was a, a period where it would have been distasteful to do. Yeah. And then after that period, they just got busy as a fucking band, you know? Yeah. And there was never like a good time to do it because they had constant new material. It just, if anybody's still listening to this, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. You have to be, you know. Lots of people like Deftones and they're probably fucking, I mean, <laughs> just as different as us as far as like yeah. opinions on shit and they're probably like fuck these guys yeah. but I'm still listening yeah well you have to now yeah, yeah. You're, you're invested you are invested alright so we have hey champ <laughs> <laughs> yep How, what, what do you got an hour and 32 in well, the champster seriously okay uh, so yeah so just just as a backstory champ was the the, the device for which how I applied my peer pressure but he was very complimentary. He's like, I'd love to listen to Gabe. He's so well-spoken, which is something is usually uttered by a racist. Thanks, Champ. <laughs> yeah. But go He's ahead. so well-spoken. <laughs> What's a Mexican supposed to sound like, Champ? Yeah, Champ. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, Diamondize. Diamondize. Finally. Um, May 4th. 2010. 10. Okay. I didn't have that on here, but yeah. I don't know if you remember the, uh, the build-up to this. Um, they released uh, a little snippet of... Um, oh God, uh, rocket skates. So, yeah. So this was another one where like Saturday night wrist, like what you're talking about with the lyrics of hole in the earth. I'm like, okay, this has got to be the last yeah. album. Yeah. Like these guys fucking didn't even, couldn't even look at each other in the studio. So when diamond eyes comes out, you're like, what the fuck? This, um, there was a build up for me just because I heard the rocket skates. The initial, I think it's like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Which is a fantastic fucking song. Yeah, and they uh, they had this on a loop on their website, and maybe even on YouTube, like it was a, it was a link or click, you know, whatever it was. And it was like, this sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into this. And then I think it was only up for whatever amount of maybe 30 days or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't actually remember, but I remember it was like, oh, my God, like I'm actually excited for this one. Like this, mm-hmm. one, if it sounds like this, I'm all in. And as it turns out... Uh, this is probably my favorite album. Really? I yeah. can... Uh, this might be a tie for me, but this... Up this, until this point, it was White Pony, but... Well, and I, I feel like just as, a, like, within the catalog, this was... Like, obviously, we talked about Saturday Night Wrist and Self-Titled being, like, middle children, but they obviously made a huge step forward with White Pony, 
then kind of regressed a little bit. This it was just a fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like I I had almost and I apologize, guys, if you're I'm sure you're not listening, but I had almost kind of written them off. Obviously, yeah. for the last two albums, yeah. like you thought they were on the brink of fucking breaking up, yeah. and then for them to come back with something. Not just good, but fucking great, man. Why Diamond Eyes blew my fucking head off. Like, the entire album. Yeah. I can tell you this right now. I put some uh, things here in the margin. I said, uh, I think their focus is back. Um, I said, this song, this whole album has a lot of baby-making music on it. <laughs> it is a definite... Uh, oh, yeah. There's, there's something different about it, in a good way. Uh, the uh, producer is... Uh, I can't say his name, Nick Rasculinix. Maybe? Oh, yeah, he's a Foo Fighters guy. Yeah, he. Uh, this was something I also found out later on that uh, he worked with um, Allison Chains later on with mm-hmm. like, uh, Blue. He's worked with a lot of fucking people. But, yeah. and I think maybe this, it's the influence on Gore where we see um, Jerry Cantrell. Because when I was looking into this, Nick. Whatever. I can't say his last name either. Um, that, I'm sure somebody will send a yeah. phonetic spelling. Uh, <laughs> that uh, on the Allison Chains uh, production notes, it's produced by Allison Chains as well as Nick. So mm-hmm. I really believe that maybe Jerry Cantrell had his thinking cap on, you know, for the two or three albums I worked with this guy, and it really shows through on Phantom Bride later on, um, on for Gore. But going back to this album, interesting. Um, I think it's. I think a lot of what drew drew me in was it's very chorus strong. Like every song has something that the average Joe could sing along to. <laughs> the average Gabe could sing along the to. Average Gaber. Uh, but it was there's a little bit of everything in this, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it opens up with Diamond Eyes, um, and there's just like the riff and the drums. And I wrote down that it is like the perfect mix of hard and soft in this song. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this song. Um, Probably not the best song to start the album with. Thank you. That is exactly what I was getting ready to say. Like, this for me, great song, sounds like a second song. Yeah, yeah. Not an opener. Maybe Rocket Skates, something with a little more oomph to it would have been a better... Which will... Okay. We'll get into um, on uh, Koino. Okay. Uh, Royal, uh, the next album or the next track. The next track. Uh, I think there's again what I said before. There's that moment in every album where what the song could have been, mm-hmm. and by no means do I skip this because I actually do love the song. But there's that last thirty seconds, and when you edit this in later on, you have it playing in the background. That I last, should have been making notes this yeah. whole time, like. That, well, <laughs> that last 30 seconds, oh my God, it's, uh, it makes the song memorable. Um, mm. But uh, just that's what I have for Royal. And again, mm. it's nothing I skip, but it's that last 30 seconds that even if you didn't like the song. Like you're waiting for that. Yeah, There's that, the payoff. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, command Control. If there was a skip candidate, Really? Yeah, this is the one only because, again, I, I think it it's that rappy thing that's in there that it kind of takes me back to um, adrenaline, I guess, and it's mm. just like, it's out of place. Gotcha. Uh, if I guess they I could, didn't get that. Uh, I guess, uh, 
I mean, other than that, I mean, it's, it's a good, but that, that part just irritates me. And I'm not going to say that I do skip it, but if there was a skip, and I wrote that if, skip candidate. If, if there was a skip, it might be that. It might be that. If one. I was trying to get to, have you seen The Butcher? Yeah. Quicker. Yeah. So, um, you said really as in command control because um, apparently you, you sound like the internet to me. The internet tells me I'm wrong about this. Uh, it, yeah. I, good God. Don't fucking listen to that. But anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> you all. I just, this is another one that it's like, there's no skips on it. Okay. Which in re-listening to this, I saw that there was a deluxe, deluxe version with two more songs on it. Which, which I don't, that's the one I have. And okay. And okay. It's, I, I don't worry about things. I don't. I don't, I don't have that version. To, I don't listen to those two. I mean, it's just okay. I can get them in the covers. Um, so is that on? Yeah, there's two songs. Do you believe and go? Those are covers. Yeah. Do you believe is by the Cardigans? No shit. I and, knew I knew that and song. I think Ghost, right? Is the other one? Yeah. And it's a song by Japan, which I've never heard of. Yeah. The I thought Ghost might have been their song, but I knew Do You Believe wasn't theirs. Yeah. So. Those are covers, and I don't okay. need them on this album. Yeah, I, I kind of once I heard them and thought, "Oh, that Do You Believe song's pretty good." Wait, yeah. wait, I know this is a cover, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why would you just tag those on there like that?" But anyways, we're skipping to the end when we haven't even got to the butcher yet, <laughs> um, which might be uh, one of their better songs, top ten for sure, maybe top, top five. Ten. I could, I could get behind top ten. Uh, I wrote here, it is sexy. It is, and maybe that's the video influencing me. Have you seen the video? I have not. It's a bit much. Uh, <laughs> it's a little over the top. Uh, it, it, In a good way? Or? Well, it, it reminds me of uh, the Be Quiet. and uh, I don't remember Because I think they're trying to make him, again, into a sex symbol because... If and if you're following the videos along and, and like yeah he got a little chunky there yeah for a while, I think and then I, now he's I back to his think drugs and divorce weight. yeah drugs and divorce got the best of him there for a little bit but mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah fighting weight's a good way of putting it <laughs> yeah uh, I think he uh, I think I heard on an interview he was doing a little bit of boxing and jogging or whatever you know and I so yeah well I thought at one point when he he got a little bit bigger there was something about a a brain injury if I'm remembering that right I, I way back in. And you know something I don't. Okay. Well, but this, that's uh, another thing to Wikipedia. <laughs> this, uh, uh, The Butcher, I mean, it's, that's some baby making music. I actually have a little emoji of a, a baby on there. Mm, very nice. Well, um, also, more <laughs> even, even. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing that I've come to find from this album going on is when there's balance, it works. And by balance, I mean that the drums don't overpower the guitars, mm. don't overpower the bass, don't overpower the vocals, which don't overpower everything else. It's just a good balance. And to me, this is one of those songs that achieves that. Um, yeah, so that's what I have written for this. Um, for Butcher? For Butcher. Gotcha. Uh, the next one, unless you have Dude, something to add. I don't. I love Butcher. Like that, I like I... I wholeheartedly agree as far as like the top 10 that's probably in there this one which I'll, again I think is a single which yeah, I irks think it was. me yeah. but fuck Stop man what are you going to do oh you'll never make it as a hipster I know right oh, like, what an asshole <laughs> uh, beauty school again the balance uh, put another little baby emoji on there mm-hmm. so I think this is one of those where uh, man there's something about it that it's uh, I don't know if you, 
if if Deftones, if the song could be like a blanket, you'd want to wrap yourself in this. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to describe that into uh, words, but there's something, uh, the atmosphere about it, it creates a, a lot of something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't stress how much I love these two songs. Um, the next one, Prince, mm-hmm. uh, I think is, this is one of those where I didn't like it at first. And, mm-hmm. but... I think what stands out to me most now, going back, is lyrics. And um, although the song is great, it's a phenomenal song now that I go back, but initially, the first few listens, you don't, it doesn't really speak to me. But it was the vocals uh, and the, uh, the, the lyrics that actually drew me in, you know, and I started, I actually have no idea what the song's about. Not a clue. Well, yeah. as is with most of the catalog, you know. Uh, but something about it, uh, I just wrote the lyrics, is, uh, and there's a little bit of yelling in there that it harkens back to a, a different time of the Deftones, where I believe from this point going forward, uh, these are heavy songs, but it's Chino's vocals that bring them, tone them down. You know, it's the guitars on a lot of these are heavier than you give them credit oh, for, yeah. because... The vocals, they, they turn into a love song, I guess you could say at times. Yeah. Well, and I think Stephen brought in, like, I, this might be the album where the eight string showed up, okay. as if seven strings wasn't and, enough. Right. And I think and I think the new one, or uh, uh, Ohm's supposed to have nine, so. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyways, I, I, I don't, the thing about that is I know those bottom chords kind of take the place of the bass line, which, at least for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if a lot of these bass lines, like, um, Butcher, I know that when they start off, it is a guitar, mm-hmm. but then this is just me not being a musician either. But then once that guitar da doom da doom ends, mm-hmm. the bass actually picks up on that same riff, and the bass continues yeah. it on. But it's yeah. but it's the guitar that starts it off, and it's so low that I mm-hmm. thought it was the bass. You know, right? Yeah. It's an easy uh, mistake to make yeah. for a non-musician because he's just such no, yeah. not at all. I mean, like. You could probably take a bass player and go, what is that? Yeah. If they're not, like, in the know. Yeah. So, um, Rocket Skates, I wrote down here, is probably up there with the best song on this album. Not my favorite, but I believe it's the best song. And and I said that because earlier you said something about uh, change and bringing people into it. Mm-hmm. And if you have one of those um, that are into the heavier music and not necessarily the, the lighter I guess if they're into liquid metal and not uh, octane. Not octane. So I guess I would probably say rock Ooh, and skates. That's, um, yeah. that's a good delineation to make because I never listen to octane. I have a hard time so. anymore. Uh, uh, but rock and skates is probably one of their best songs to bring someone into because it is a banger. There's a lot of things going on there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, side note, uh, my kid actually loves this song from from the time he was real little, and it was the guns, razors, knives thing. That oh, he, so I could hear him in the back seat even when he was in a you know. The, guns, yeah. I yeah. have a shirt that actually says "Guns, Razors, Knives" that I wore to a school event at one point. That was probably mm. I think somebody said uh, probably not a good idea to do that. You know, I actually have a shirt. I think my <laughs> wife found it for me. Uh, it's it's a gun. Yeah, like a shaving razor. Yeah. yeah. Like a Bowie knife, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think my kid wanted. He's like, "Why couldn't I get it?" I was like, "I'll look for a shirt like that." And it's like, "Yeah, maybe not. Maybe yeah, not." Yeah, I mean, that might get you suspended. Yeah. There. So, especially in this day and age. I mean, it, it's just an all-around catchy song for being as hard as it is. I mean, 
Uh, yeah, that's a, a fucking like a, a banger live too. Like, because oh, yeah. I just remember like that's actually about that great live. Yeah. The audience yeah. participation. Uh, next one, sex tape. Another baby making song. And you you were a fan of this one. Yes, yes. And the, which um, is, another guess, watery water reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh, atmospheric, spacey, dreamy. Uh, and I love that shit. Like I said, with Cherry Waves, like yeah. this one, Cherry Waves, and then Entombed. Like, yeah, there's a, a cover of this. I don't know if you're familiar with the band. I've never heard of them until I was uh, probably a year ago or so. It's called Bad Rabbits. And I rarely hear a Deftones cover on the YouTubes. Where, the YouTubes. Where I actually enjoy it. But this uh, Bad Rabbits, mm. I don't know anything about them. So. It sounds familiar, but I... Yeah, so... Uh, but they did sex tape? Yeah, and it's... Mm. It, he's. I think the thing about it is maybe it's because he's not trying to sound like Chino. Where a lot of people try to... And, and Chino has his delivery and his voice that is pretty unique. And to try to duplicate that at times, I imagine it's pretty tough. I'm not oh, a singer. Yeah. Even in the shower, it's bad. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, there's something about sex tape. It's just sexy. I wrote that as well, you know. And then, um, Very. Uh, probably one of the better songs on the album. Uh, but So you made the differentiation, and I want to stop and... Spend a minute on this just to recognize, like, so you said, Rocket Skates, maybe the best song in the album. Yes. But not your favorite. Right. Which is interesting. Right. Uh, well, again, I said best because it it's a good way to introduce someone uh, to the album. Oh, okay. All right. Um, another one is the one after Sex Tape, Risk. Risk. Okay, to me... If it's the opposite, if it's the octane group you're trying to bring in, mm. I would say Risk is a good candidate because, again, this is the balance of everything coming together. Like more straightforward. Yes. This is something that anybody, you know, you, you wouldn't probably feel bad playing this in front of your grandma or something. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not a bad rock song, you know, and it's, uh, um, I don't, I mean, it's not a single. It's There's nothing. It's just a good Mm-hmm. Solid song. Again, one of the best songs, maybe the best song on the album. Not my favorite. Gotcha. <laughs> my favorite is 976 Evil, which is the next one. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I wrote down here it's not so great live. I think it's because in the studio. I'm going to have to start playing snippets of this shit because this is one of those albums where I'm like, I get lost. Yeah, they, they, a lot of these names don't make sense, but this 976 oh. Evil, it's, uh, I think it's too high-pitched. It's not the music that's bad, it's the vocals. I don't think. Oh, can, it's the, yeah. I don't think, he can, yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. he can keep up with how high he recorded it in the studio. Right. So he does this thing now where he does the mic and he kind of turns to the side with the yeah. high notes. I don't know if you've noticed that. I, yeah, that's a lot of singers. <laughs> yeah, it's different than it used than it used to be. Again, one of those things. Uh let me, t- let, me, let me try this. Or no. I wanted to, to check. So this is, yeah. This is risk. Right. Okay. So I get the... the, the yeah. This is the fucking melody on this. Yeah. This is probably my favorite. It's... Um, 
I think they should have probably ended the album with this one. Okay. Uh, the way that the song ends, to me, it's uh, it, it seems a final song. And maybe even the names, this place is Death and 976 Evil, maybe the names of the album, the song should have swapped as well. Right. But the place is probably should have swapped. I think uh, this place is Death, again, another song that I absolutely love, but it's, uh, and I know they all run together, but these last um, five songs really awesome i mean just, just cap it off yeah and it's they're uh, i mean other than rocket skates are not very hard but they're they work so well together mm-hmm. you know at the end and i think when i first got this album i was very i stopped that rocket skates that was usually where i stopped you know and mm-hmm. then those were where my favorite songs <laughs> were at that time yeah I'm going to wear a groove in this one. Right. But since that time, I think uh, I've grown really fond of the last four, especially um, not counting those two covers. Um, I didn't even know those existed until yeah. yesterday. So, so I think uh, This Place of Death, another phenomenal song, but uh, 976 Evil, probably my favorite song in this album. Yeah, that's a that's a great melody. Like I said, I'm very bad about, <laughs> Yeah, unless it's like a single, obviously like Rocket Skates and Diamond Eyes. And I've always been able to re- remember what, Butcher is. Yeah. But, yeah. So, the one thing I I wanted to say on this one, this was like a, you know, from being like a kid, pretty much in 95, when the fucking first album came out, like, this was like the quickening, like, to use a uh, nerd parlance for... For Deftones, I was like, this is like, you know, definitely a rebirth because like, you know, obviously, like I said before, like the last two albums are like, these motherfuckers are on thin ice, you know, and then to have something come back that strong. And then, you know, well, the the one thing, the other thing I wanted to preach into was, did you see the Black Diamond Sky Tour? Uh, That was Alice in Chains. And so Mastodon opened, yeah. And I think Alice no, Chains. I missed out on this, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. We, I saw it in a terrible venue because it, it was uh, Northerly Island in Chicago, which isn't always bad, but it was like a like a fall evening, yeah. and the, the wind was kind of blowing. It's an outdoor venue. Sound was terrible. Yeah. But three of my favorite fucking bands of all times, you know. And Mastodon opening at that point was fucking hilarious to me because they went on to become like a yeah. huge. Just as big, but I think, you did not see that show. No, I seen the, when I seen him on after this album came out. Just after the album came out, it was at Rock on the Range, and mm. I remember this mostly because I was excited for this album that had just come out. You know, and I'm you know at this point still a fan. You know, even though mm. those two middle albums middle, we, yeah. we talked about, um, I'm excited to see them. Problem was at these kind of concerts where it's multiple bands over multiple days, you don't, you get the bang for your buck if you want to see bands, mm-hmm. but you don't get the fan interaction because somebody's waiting in line to see Godsmack or whatever, you know, and they're mm-hmm. kind of there next to you and you're, they're just like, yeah, this is whatever. This, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been to many of those shows and it and sucks. That, cause... That's unfortunate, but yeah, that's where I see them for this. You know, mm-hmm. I missed out on that. Yeah. That, that was, that was like one for the ages as far as it goes. But moving on, what I started to say is like, so to be like a fan and have this be like one of my favorite bands, like to see what they did over the next couple albums, not that I'm like skipping past that, but like 
So, are you, like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, is Diamond Eyes a fluke? Like, what's, you know, was, you know, that yeah. the death knell? Yeah. Or are they back stronger than ever? Which they were, but you didn't know at the time, and then fucking... Well, to me, they were back, and it's like, oh yeah. my god, like, this is my youth all over again. Like, right, and even better, because yeah. the fucking, I mean, you know... Oh, it's like a band hitting on all cylinders. Like, man, maybe these guys don't hate each other anymore. Again, maybe who knows? Maybe they do. <laughs> I hate to say, but you know, it's more mature sounding. Looking back on the whole catalog, that as a 2010, so I'm 30 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. That um, I guess maybe they're in a different place, and it's pretty close to the same place I'm at. It's the same type of music that I'm ready to be into. You know, put mm-hmm. all the angsty crap to yeah. the side. Uh, give me your angsty shit. Yeah, or the angry, you know, the Slipknots, and which I'm, you know, I like Slipknot. Yeah, and and even it. back then, Mudvayne and and even Stained. I know a lot of yeah. people crap on Stained, but it was like a lot of that was. Uh, oh, oh I, was boy. I was yeah, I was ready to move on. I guess to yeah. something, and this was that something at that point. It's funny you bring up Mudvayne because that's one band I thought always could like, I always followed them like up to the last. I'm like the fuck man, they could have been yeah huge, but then they went shit to bed. Anyways, not about Mudvayne. So, actually, the next album was the covers album that came out that just completely went under my radar. So, yeah. And we'll skip past that unless you have something to say uh, about that one. The uh, the Ghost, which is actually on this on this Diamond Eyes, if you get the deluxe version, the, the keyboard work on it is awesome. And I don't say that because... But it stands out to me as a mm. non-musician that I can actually comment to that. I didn't realize it was a cover until you told me. Yeah. I obviously realized the other one was a cover, but I, you know... There's, For that to be hit my ears and be good enough to think, yeah. well, it's just a track that got left off that they wrote is to uh, say something. You know? They actually uh, put Savory on this one as well uh, by Jawbox, which we talked about on the last one. It's actually pretty good. Uh, and they ended it, what I love when they end, is with an instrumental. And this one ended with Sleepwalk. Oh yeah, uh, what is it? It's uh, not Sant- Dick Dale. Santo and Johnny is what it says. So yeah. I, again, I don't know who that is, but I do. I recognize the song when I heard it. Yeah. So which is and the thing I love about Deftones is like when they do a cover, it's like I think I do Duran Duran, yeah. The Cars, something from the fifties. Yeah. You know, like it's always very odd shit. And then it's like, I mean, outside of and I'm not bashing, but like. Um, God, what was the fucking Leonard Skinner song? Oh, or, Simple Man. Uh, ugh, yeah. That was just not good. Okay. But so, <laughs> yeah. I think it, it, they did a shot A, you know. No oh, I thought that was brilliant, too. I did, too. And I actually wrote that on here up until they did the distorted, filtered vocals. I mm. think maybe maybe in the song she hits high notes and he can't hit her. That And that's instead of him trying to match that, they were just like, we'll just do what mm-hmm. Gino does. And, and that's another one, although I, I think it's great, that sounds like it would have been yeah. a Chino side project. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So on to the, what do you want to say, the 8th? Or no, this would be the 7th. Yeah, November 12th, of, 2012. November 12th. This is Koi no Yokan. So, first things first, this is... My tie for number one opening track. Okay, yes. I fucking yeah, dude. Swerve City, one of the fucking you know to you know use a 
when the needle hit the fucking groove, I was yeah. like, holy yeah. shit. It's unfortunate. So heavy, so simple, though. I have the song times on here as well, mm-hmm. and that happens to be a two-minute song, and that's, <sighs> that's unfortunate because that one's Dude, that one's Dude, that one's probably in my... As, as well as being yeah. tied for number one for opening songs, that's in my top five. Yeah, I actually have that on here. Best opener, question mark, and then I also have best song, question mark. Mm, it's a... I mean, it's it's super catchy. Uh, it is kind of poppy, uh, but there's that uh, driving riff. That, mm. You know, everything about... Infectious. <laughs> Fucking love it, dude. Uh, yeah, Swerve City. So I circled that one. I put uh, two check marks. I don't even remember what check marks mean. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's... When you said, was this... The end of Deftones. I mean, this single, when they released it, nope, not the end of Deftones. Right. They're, you know, and that was like more to the point, like, not only did these guys fucking come back in grand fashion, like, they haven't went away for... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, this is one of the songs that, and, and unfortunately, my kid, who's 13, um, this is one of the songs that he likes, and it's unfortunate that he likes rap and whatever's popular on the radio mm-hmm. which in this time and it's r&b and rap and right but this is one of those songs where he like he likes it i'm like it almost brings a tear to your eye you know You're like, uh, i haven't lost him completely yeah in the music department the uh the other opener that you said probably third best is the one my uh stepdaughter actually likes a lot which was i think no 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 i'm sorry it was uh it's either Hole in the Sky or My Own Summer. Yeah, Hole in the Earth. Hole in the, hole in the Sky. Yeah, Hole in the Earth. That's Black Sabbath, people. Yeah, so that's the <laughs> one that she actually likes a lot. It's like, man, like, there's hope. Like you said, there's hope mm. for these kids. If You know, maybe I'm rubbing off on them, I hope. Yeah, so, hope, hope, hope. Uh, the next one. <laughs> Played it in their sleep. <laughs> yeah. Subliminal. Uh, the next one, I put a check mark next to, whatever that means. I also put, this might be the best song on the album, but it's one of those things where it's a different field in Swerve City. It's uh, uh, very recognizable. Romantic dreams. Okay, got uh, there's the balance again that comes back where uh, everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only problem is for me is there's a long outro where there's like an extra minute of song where there's no words. It's just a repetition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just <laughs> at times it's like if I'm going to skip it's going to be that last minute. It's like okay, yeah, okay. I've had enough. I've had enough of your uh, tomfoolery. I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's my chick's favorite song of the Deftones period. So I mean, uh, well, the fact that you can get her to like, I don't think. Yeah, it's not. I, that's I don't think I'm so fortunate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next one, I guess, is possibly the banger. The banger uh, of this uh, album, Leathers. All right, play a snippet. Just because I've been so entrenched in the last three albums like yeah i think this was this the first single or is this the second single i honestly don't remember i don't listen to a lot of fucking radio or even like xm to even know All right and then there's that crazy intro where it just, just jumps at you oh Yep, okay. Got that one, And yeah. it's the yelling and the screaming. Uh, but also, He's mad at his dad. <laughs> no, no, this is different. This I actually wrote this on here. Uh, this is a song that I actually can just... Uh, reading the lyrics, I know what it's about. Like, it actually has a positive message. You know what's funny is, like... And, again, <laughs> fucking... 
I have this album, but I've got away from lyric reading because yeah. it's usually not included. Right. You know, you and it sucks. You have to go out of your way to. You have to, yeah, you really have to go out of your way. And it's like, with Deftones, I'm like, I'm going to grab onto something and I'm like, you know, yeah. I might, I'm probably completely fucking the words up, but, you know, yeah. I know what I like yeah. and then I'm singing along and it's like, half the time, I know, you know, anybody listening knows, the fucking title has nothing to do with what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And then the words might be nonsensical half the time, you know, but it's good to know that this one actually has a, and what is the, what are the, Oh, uh, from what I gather, it's, uh, the leather is the outside. And what you're doing is you're letting your inside show to, uh, to everybody else. I guess you built up that outside, the exterior, to kind of protect yourself, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I'm gathering from this album, or this, this this track. And it's a song about just being you and don't worry about, you know, what everybody thinks. Just be you. Very good message. Yeah, I, so. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> how could you disagree? How could you disagree? Uh, uh, how long are we going now? Is this oh, it don't matter. It don't matter. Okay, we're we're going on. No, I'm... So I, I continue, so obviously there's no video to this, so you can't tell what I'm doing. I just keep looking because these have SD cards and I don't, I have a lot of stuff on here. I'm oh. just making sure that it is still recording. And it is two hours and four minutes in. Oh, really? That's going to yeah. be a, a two segment deal. Oh, no. This <laughs> is going on. And for anybody interested, you're fucking listening to this All right. shit. All right. Uh, next is Poltergeist. Um, this is a skip candidate, only the beginning part, that clap track. Ugh. I that's just, such an now that one comes to mind that you say that because that is such a weird like that is the cheapest yeah. like Casio keyboard clap thing and it always stuck in my mind like what but the, live live this gets the crowd in you know into the song I can see that you know and it's I, it, it's it's memorable in in a series of songs when you're sitting there you know and all the songs kind of run together. Mm-hmm. You know, you can remember this one. It's the clap song, you know, like, <laughs> but, uh, eventually it becomes a banger towards the end. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's that, it's just the end I can deal with. It's the beginning. It's that clapping. It just gets to me, you know? Yeah. It, it, that was one thing that kind of stuck out. You're like, why would they yeah. use something that cheap? Uh, entombed. Entombed. I think this one that's does. in my triumvirate. Yeah. Or you said you want to, I think you said you wanted to, did you want to lay in it, or what did you say earlier? Uh, Wrap yourself in it or something? I, I might have said something like that. Um, I can't remember. Let's rewind, rewind and see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah get that post-edit. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, uh, to me, I wrote down, it's the new Deftone sound. From hmm, you know, Interesting. It's just, it's just part of, uh, I guess this and Diamond Eyes almost could have been a double album to me. You know, they're they're the same producer, yeah. Nick Rem, whatever. Um, Nick R, yeah. Yeah, that I think they could have been, you know, use your illusion one and two. For, but good. Yep. <laughs> There's good songs on there. Um, well, no, we were just having this conversation, and I want to take this, this moment to fucking uh, not necessarily give myself some credit, but I was reading a book recently about use your illusion one or two, one and two, and you can ask my wife. I, when we first met, I said... If they'd have taken all the good stuff, we're going on a Guns N' Roses rant, people. So, if they'd have taken all the good songs off of that, both those albums, threw the crap away and made it one good album, that would have been, like, the 
it might have overshadowed appetite. Okay. But, and then I read in some book that I'm reading now it, about hair metal. Somebody said the exact same thing. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Vindication. All right. Anyways. So, if, so if I do. I do. Listening, they just might have turned it off because they're like, oh, guns and. Oh, uh, fucking guns and. Oh, I thought we were talking about Deftones here. Fuck it. So I get your your point, like the with this being the double album because like to make another reference like I always thought like Rubber Soul and Revolver with the Beatles like could have been the same thing and it's this is very like it almost I get the double album reference but it was almost like not that this isn't good but it was like let's try and do that again yeah you know what I mean yeah. with, to, to great effect not that it, they failed at all. Right. Not at all, but yeah. So, anyways. Uh, next is graphic nature. And I said, I mean, it's a little bit repetitive throughout, but it's a it's not a bad song. It's just another one of those where it exists on this mm-hmm. album. And for this song, Graphic Nature and Poltergeist, this just knocked it one notch below uh, Diamond Eyes at this point. Otherwise, they're right neck and neck with each other. But being that this one has two potential skip candidates, that's mm. my reason. Um, the graphic nature, I mean, it's it exists. I don't know what else to say. Uh, Tempest, I believe this was a single, or at least a radio single. I don't, I'm not sure if it's a promotional thing or. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, skipping. Yeah, it's a slow burn build up. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. I keep doing this because, like I said, these last three albums, not that they run together, that I just absorbed them so much that anytime I do that with something like, if it's a shitty album with a couple good songs, I'm going to know the names of the songs. Like, I don't feel like any of these. Yeah. This but. is, I uh, wrote down here, um, this is another one that has a lot of balance in it, but uh, the voice, uh, I don't think he can sustain what he does on the album live. Just another one of those ones where uh, the music, musically, sonically, it sounds great live, but vocally, there's something. It's just you can't sustain it. And mm. maybe this Nick R character really brings out the best of you in mm. the studio, and maybe that doesn't well, translate he, as well. He's definitely uh, got a good uh, track record with them. Just if you, even if you just judge him by like the Foo Fighters shit that he did. Yeah. The next one, I'm just gonna move right on because Tempest is. Uh, Gauze maybe the best song also my favorite song Mm. I remember loving this chord yeah Love that chord. It's a deceptive intro. It doesn't sound like what you think it's going to be. Kind mm-hmm. of like the way board comes in, you know, and it's board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Board isn't as hard initially as you anticipate yeah. it to be. Uh, it's the same thing it's with Gauss. trickery. Yeah, I would say the next three songs uh, are actually put together fantastically. Um, these next three songs just flow into one another. Uh, the next one, Rosemary. I'm not sure if that was a single. But I know they play this live every time anymore. Um, it's a longer song. I have it in uh, almost seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it is surprisingly good live. 
you know, even though it has the higher notes and it's the atmospheric, they can turn the lights down. I think everybody, anybody who's a fan at this point probably knows this song and it's, uh, I guess it harkens back to maybe a time in the uh, hair metal, to go back to your hair mm, metal, where yeah. you had the initial hard rock song and then you had the, the, ballad. the ballad. So maybe this is the ballad. The follow-up to, yeah. you know, the Swerve City or Leathers or whatever. And right. I think there's a lot of good balance in these next three. Uh, or that one and Goon Squad. Which, for some time there, I didn't listen to the last part of this album. But I heard Goon Squad on uh, Liquid Metal. And it's not really a hard song. I was surprised. I'm like, mm. what is this? You know, like, and I actually... The same thing you did, you know, like, what, you know, I don't even know what album this is from. <laughs> and then I heard it on uh, the radio, on satellite radio, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, really good, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, why have I been skipping this, you know? Right. So you go back, and, I mean, it's one of my favorites, again, on this album. Uh, uh, what Happened to You, maybe not the best way to close it. Maybe Gauze should have been the last. There's something about the, yeah. the finality of Gauze and the way it kind of that to me says this is an album closer yeah and then the length of it too that yeah. you know almost harkening back to like where pink maggot was a yeah longer i think uh but yeah i would probably say this is probably my second favorite album i would have said after yeah diamond eyes after diamond eyes i would have said really? white pony really for the longest time yeah but white pony and koino yokan are probably neck and neck at this point i think um Maybe because I hadn't listened to uh, White Pony a long time, because I had listened to it so much in my youth, that mm-hmm. listening to it again, you know, it's yeah. bringing back a lot of those, like some of those ones that you, you, you remember, Korea, and, and, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's a great album. But there's something about Koi no Yokan where it's like, nostalgia aside, this is an awesome album. Right. You know, and it's softer. It's probably, I wrote here, the softest album they probably have. But second best question mark. I'm almost questioning my choices now because I have like a lot of fond memories of White Pony. Yeah. And that time in my life. And I mean, there's no denying it's a great album, but like flashing forward, like Diamondized Koino Yoka is fucking Yeah. They're unbelievable yeah. as well. So it's like um, yeah. maybe I'm rethinking those but I don't know. I, uh, I would probably say that uh, somewhere in between those two albums is about the time I met you, I would imagine, between 2010 and 2012. Yeah, that's okay. about the time I started out there. Okay, so that's what, um, I mean, what, what a great time to be a Deftones fan. You get yeah, somebody to it, speak to you about yeah. it. You know? uh, so, and then, this is the one, according to the internet, the next album, that seems to be one of those that, it's a it's a hit or miss for a lot of people, and a lot of people do not seem to like it. And well, now, so I was this. I hit this one today. I was listening up till fifteen minutes before you got here because I really wanted to refresh on it. And I remember reading something that like Stephen like just yeah didn't like this album because there wasn't a lot of guitars on it. And I was like, I'm re-listening to it. And I'm like. Yeah. There's some heavy fucking ch- it's very yeah. angular yeah. to my ears like there's some like if you're not a Deftones fan like a true fan like yeah this is not an entry point. 
Yeah, no, at all. No, this. Uh, I think there was a. Uh, there's something in the Wikipedia thing I saw today because again, this is the last album, so it was the last one I was refreshing myself on today. And it said something along the lines of Rolling Stone. I think when they did their uh, review of it, they said, you know, it's I think Chino version of Duran um, Duran or whatever they use as an example to Steph's Mashuga, you know. And it's like there's it's not they don't work well together in this particular album. I will say this about this album though. Okay, first off, I wrote a lot of notes about it, but uh, <laughs> it's not a bad album. I guess it just lacks favorites, quote, you know. Well, I think this falls, like, in the pantheon of the the catalog, like, right where self-titled may, might land, mm. where you have the quickening, mm. and let's just call those, you know, yeah. the last two, like a double album, and then you have to ha- follow it up. This is not, to my ears, this is not a bad album, right. but it's... Is it the natural progression no, I, after those two? I, I put Maybe not. The production is not so good. I actually don't know who the producer on this. They went away from, uh, the, what's his name? Nick R. Yeah. And uh, to me, like I said uh, earlier, that the drumming needs to be there. And for the most part, the drumming is so muted on this album. And it's hard to, not across the board, every one of the songs, but it's just like in the background so much. Like, uh, uh I said geometric headdress, the mm-hmm. drumming, there's cool drum things going on, but you can't hear them. Like, even with the headphones on, I'm trying to actively listen. It's, like, so in the background. Uh, the guitars, I hear. And I don't know if it's Steph's guitar or if it's Chino, mm-hmm. you know, in the studio, and this is his time to shine. I actually don't know what's going on, but... Uh, I don't get the, the like, the, the panning by Steph because it's, like... There's some fucking yeah. seriously heavy shit on this album. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I guess I got a, four check marks, which I'm assuming are the good songs that I would recommend to okay. anybody that's listening to this. Champ. Uh, <laughs> uh, Prayers Triangles, which I believe was a single. Maybe, maybe, yes, that was maybe definitely. the only single? I don't know. I want to say Hearts and Wires was. Okay, which also has a check mark on there. So. That was a fucking fantastic song. Um. I think Paris Triangles, I can hear the bass. Now, whether it's that low string on Steph's or whether it's the actual bass, it's like not in the fieldy from Corn. Like, you can hear that. Not mm. quite like that, but mm. when you listen, especially with headphones, you can hear the bass. And I thought that was unique. Uh, yeah. I don't remember if it was this song or the or this album or Koino Yokan where I was listening. And there, like, I meant to make a uh, note of it, yeah. but I was working out. And I didn't have any paper on, but I was listening to it. And there's one song towards the end of either this one or the last one that the bass is so fucking low. He just hits one note and it's, yeah, it's almost like, it's almost inaudible, but you, you feel it. And it's definitely the bass, but yeah. like, go ahead. Sorry. No. I, uh, okay. I don't think we mentioned that this came out April 8th, 2016. April 8th. I've got, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Acid Hologram is a second song and it's, eh. But it's not a bad song. It's just there's nothing memorable yeah. about it. Uh, Doomed user, uh, it's it's like a banger probably if you if you could on this album. Uh, like you said, there's heavy riffs, but it's not quite. Maybe on this album where you anticipate Chino to be uh, yelling, he's singing. 
and we anticipate him to be singing. He's yelling at times, and it's like <laughs> he's it's, mixing it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, it's a good song. I mean, if I, I'm not skipping any songs on here, but at the same time, I'm not really remembering a whole lot of them. Um, I think it, for what that's worth, what you just said, I think for the last. Obviously, three releases, four for me. Um, it's a cohesive thing, which is why I get lost with the fucking song titles. Like, it's it's a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, geometric headdress, I, I already said, I think the drums are cool, but it's really muted. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think this album as a whole, I wrote down, is uh, it's hard to uh, pull who's playing the guitar. You know, you can't tell if it's the lead or... Mm-hmm. You know, if it's Chino or if it's uh, the keyboards are all kind of there's something in this production that I can see why people don't like it. You know, it just it's not as crispy sounding. You got me curious now as far as who who is the different producer, because, yeah, um, it definitely it's it's not like you said, one that you want your average everyday dude off the street. Yeah, you're not going to go. Yeah, this is this is the album. Uh I think uh, Hearts Wires, I think, uh, like you said, a phenomenal song. I put a check mark and put Balance. This is one of the, maybe, maybe the best balance. I got another one down here at the end, but uh, that it's actually does what it's supposed to, and it everything is where it's supposed to be, I guess. I would put $5 on which one you said was further down the line. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I got you figured out, Mr. Contreras. Uh, Pitura Infamante. Now, <laughs> this uh, the drumming's cool, uh, but I guess if you listen to the lyrics, which I think this album really puts the lyrics and the, and the vocals in front of everything. Okay. Uh, I think that if you're paying attention, if he's talking about a, a goddess, that's fine. But if he's talking about his wife... Holy crap, like, he loves the hell out of her. Mm. Like, he's put her, like, on a pedestal deifying her. Like, the words, the, the word choices, I mean, it's, like, it's, man, he loves the hell out of her. Mm. If that's, if he's writing about his wife. <laughs> Holy crap, like, you, your wife should probably be mad if she got to this point. Yeah, she'd be like, you why don't you do that? Uh, you do more like Gino. Um, <laughs> I think the, let's see, what is it? Uh, Xenon is next. Matt Hyde. I didn't. So, for those of you that don't know, Spotify has a thing where you can click show credits. Because <laughs> I was looking for lyrics, because I wanted to see that. And it says, produced by Deftones and Matt Hyde. So, Matt Hyde was probably the engineer. He was probably in the room, and he gave a couple suggestions. Yeah. And he got producer credit. But then it was basically self-produced. Well, but there are no lyrics. That explains why it sounds the way it does. So that's fine. And, I mean, that's what they wanted, or at least that's what some of the band wanted, I guess. Not Steph. Not Steph. Uh, then uh, Zenon. Uh, Zenon. Um, I said the rhyming pattern uh, to the chorus is, oh, man, it's kind of simple, I guess. It's different because it's not the deaf tones that I've accustomed to as far as the way they rhyme the words. But if you go back and you listen to it, or later on, and just pay attention to these two songs specifically, because they really stand out to me in almost a comical way. Uh, what, Xenon and then the next one? No, Xenon and the Pitura okay. and Fumante about the goddess 
wife thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay. But I mean, it, these aren't bad songs. They're not. I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm crapping on them, but I'm not. You know, and maybe at this point you've, you've figured out that I'm actually a Deftones fan and maybe I've, yeah. I... He's put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, so, I mean, I do listen to this album a lot. I mean, even more than Saturday Night Wrist, which... Um, the next one is... I don't know if you're supposed to say it, but I, from what I gather on, on the lines, it's, okay. it's uh, let's meet in real life is what it's supposed to... Oh, okay. It's like a text thing. Yeah, L-M-I-R-L. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you're supposed to say it. <laughs> but there's another water reference. There's another thing I wanted to point out in here. And it's probably I almost wonder if like Chino's like a surfer. I mean, they're from California. It would yeah. make sense. but uh, I mean, uh, I don't even know what that says. Another <laughs> thing that says balance on it. But I mean, there's really not a lot to the song mm-hmm. that is memorable, I guess. So, like, another one that exists. Right. So... I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Gore because this is uh, I wrote banger question mark kinda 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 yeah. uh, I, kept, I think this is one of those where it's sing songy at times and it's harder and I'd have to listen to it again because I'm, I'm writing you know I don't know the songs like you say because mm-hmm. uh, I just listen to it on my headphones and let it go right um, but I wrote uh, it's like the slow singing hard yelling. And I know it's the title track, and maybe, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's not, it's hard, the music's hard, and the mm-hmm. yelling's hard, but it's really not a hard song, you know? It's yeah. Not- I'm, I was kind of confused by the fact that that's the album title, yeah. like, that's the title track. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. not that it's a bad song, like you said, but I'm just like, okay, it's a good album title, but maybe rename that song <laughs> yeah yeah uh okay now phantom bride is probably and i wrote here has a check mark next to it doesn't it, it two check marks all right i it, was right it well not not quite it, oh shit it is my favorite song it is when it, when you listen to it the first time it's the one that stands out and i didn't mm. know this the first time i put the cd in i, I let it play in my truck as i'm driving from cleveland i remember i, I wrote that in here You're driving from cleveland okay so the first time i hear it i'm driving from cleveland or to cleveland or whatever um but it's clear versus all the other songs that have like a filter almost over top of all the instruments except for the guitar mm. so it's like um it's the clarity that stuck out but there's also a solo in it and I didn't know until later on when I started looking into it that Jerry Cantrell did the solo and I'm like that's it makes sense you know I mean he comes from a, a rock band you know it seems like I knew that but then kind of put it to the back of my mind uh, but I also said great production and I think that um, that it's uh uh, maybe because he had his hands in the studio, you know, a little bit, and he said, well, let's clear this up or make the... You can hear the drums, you can hear the bass, you can hear everything in that, but, I mean, if he wasn't in that, that song wouldn't sound as great as it sounds. You think? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You think? Yep. Don't do that. Uh, That's crazy, man. Uh, the next one I said had uh, probably the best balance overall, Rubicon, the last song, Um it's a good closer, not you know. I don't think it's doesn't stand out to me. Oh man, it is so good! It is so good. It's a question mark best song. Um, but really, yeah, I really <laughs> Phantom Bride. 
Give it more plays. All I right. bet you if you looked up your spins on that, it'd be like four. Uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah, I know because it's the last song, and but once you get to it, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I actually didn't write anything about it. Like it's just to to me, it's a good song. It's hmm. uh, you know, uh, I don't have any notes written other than you know, it's probably it's the best good. balance of everything. You know, and, uh, yeah. So that's what I have for gore. I, I would probably say like if you're it's there's no A pluses song wise on this on album. Gore. You're right. Uh, okay. The closest maybe is Phantom Bride, which is maybe an A minus. Um, maybe top fifteen songs, but that's it, there's not a bad song. It's just a bunch of B's, you know. And yeah, in, in a, in and it's one of those like another sophomore jinx where you're like, yeah. man, you just came off two fucking yeah, so. fantastic albums, like. You gotta follow that shit up, and not everything's gonna be. Yeah, so diamondized. I, I know that uh, for the next album, they're going back to Terry Date, and boy, I hope that works. No shit, because boy, I hope that works. Here's the thing. So that's interesting. I didn't know that, but <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's the, is it still that, recording? At least I don't want to do this part again. That's the beauty of podcasts. Like fucking Joe Rogan will go on for four hours. Not that I'm him. I would take his money though. Anyways. So Ohms, that the track, is, and that's the name of this. Is that going to be the name of the album, or is that the name? No, of No, that's the name of the album. That, to me, that sounded like that guitar. Mm. Like he makes that guitar sound like that. That, that makes so much sense that it's Terry Day. Yeah. So, um, this the first song off of the new album. Yeah, Ohms. Ohms. Ohms, Ohms. Right, is, uh, I guess, um, the first time I heard it, I was a little underwhelmed, to be honest with you. And I think you sent me the link initially of... I sent you like, like an M3 3 like, yeah, like a bootleg version, and it was like not clear at all. I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait to get my opinion on this. Quit sending me this shit, yeah. Steve. Right, and I was like, man, like I don't want to base it on this, because this, this, this recording that you sent me sounds bad. I think it was because it was through text, because the version I had was, it sounded like this okay well it didn't come through sorry uh, my apologies but I listened to it you know and I probably listened to it four or five times not necessarily in a row but through the course of maybe a day or two mm-hmm. and then I found myself humming a part of it and I'm like what song is that you know I didn't recognize mm-hmm. it you know like uh, two or three days later I'm like oh my god that's that Deftone song they're doing it you know they they yeah, done did it to me already yeah they got the, the earworm there yeah so um, and then uh I know that the new song... This is actually the album closer that we hear. Ohms is the last song. Okay. Um, and the the first song is actually coming out, released officially, I think, the, this Friday, midnight. Okay. Um, it's Genesis, which makes sense. I mean, there you go. I think the Omega sign is the last in the Greek alphabet, and uh, Genesis is the beginning of the Bible, so I imagine it makes sense to somebody. The alpha? Right. So... Um, I haven't heard it, but from the interviews and the things that you catch on the interwebs, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a little harder. They have released... Well, that makes sense, because Terry Date's known for, like, Pantera and fucking bands like that. They uh, released the uh, first, I think, 30 seconds riff, maybe 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. 
just this morning or maybe last night, I don't remember, while I was doing all this research. And I was like, oh my God, it's like happening this week. You know, like, mm -hmm. that, you know, I kind of put it off to like, I was excited for it, don't get me wrong. Right. At the same time, I Forgot. got. I got caught up in mm -hmm. all my notes here that I'm like, oh man, you know, like, and the the buildup is taking me back to uh, Rocket Skates, and I'm like, okay, really, okay, have that's you, good. Have you heard it yet? No, I haven't. Yeah. All right, so. so, the thing that's interesting to me, and well, just to say this out loud, because by the time this podcast comes out, that album will have probably the new album will probably have been out for probably close to a month oh. just because of September 25th 2020 yes so after <laughs> get, that get that on the notes <laughs> <laughs> got that um the fact that Steph was unhappy with the last album yeah and now they're having Terry Date do this and you're saying that like this is guitar heavy to me yeah and then you're saying something that, yeah. that's similar to Rocket Skates like that it's almost like they're not necessarily placating him, but it's the pendulum is swinging the other way. Like yeah. Gore was Chino's album. Yeah. Now we're getting Steph's album. I, yeah, you know, I, I not that everybody else in the band is inconsequential or anything like yeah. that, but you know, main songwriters and such. Yeah, from an interview, I can't remember who it was. They said that for this next album, they wanted to get the uh, the core three together, which would have been Abe, Abe and Steph, and, and yeah, Chi or uh, Chino. Chino. You know, and I guess they had their little meeting, and I think they started working on something. Not saying to, I guess, make less of the other two. You know, it was just I think it was probably trying to get some cohesion back and maybe you know yeah. mend some wounds or whatever happened. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that they're all you know able to be in the fucking same room, unlike you know, yeah, earlier. Right. Uh, I think that's all I have for notes. Um, all right, well, we're gonna do the. We'll do the the other four, the other three questions. So we already did the we already did the entry point. So top five, top five, top five songs. Oh my god, it's so hard to do. I know. Uh, yeah, I should have uh, should have done. Uh, let me go through this. If I if I mention more than five, I would yeah. I would trim it down later. But uh, uh, digital bath. I do that. Bloody Kate. Really? Yes. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. No, that's a good song. Probably Hole in the Earth. Mm, interesting choice. Man, it's really hard to do, you know. And it's probably at this point, you know, it could change if you ask me three days from now. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I Absolutely. Minerva. God, there's so many. Mm, Minerva. Um... 976 Evil, Kim Dracula. I mean, that's off your crappy album, too. You know, it's like, there are, I can't. <laughs> Maybe that album's not so crappy, Gabe. It's it's hard to do uh, a top five. Later on, I can email you top <laughs> ten. And, we'll uh, amend it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really hard to do for. So, it. you've got two of mine, definitely two of mine Digital Bath and Minerva. Yeah. Uh, Those are. I know you, you didn't uh, say much about Gauze, but I really, really like Gauze from. Uh, uh, Koino Yokan. Um, man, it's really hard. Uh, gosh. You know, Risk and 976 Evil, um, it's really hard for me I to do. I think you're up to about seven or eight by now. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, 
live shows. Any so the the one thing that that I've done several times with different bands is like in the the example that pops to mind is uh, Perfect Circle, Thirteenth Step. Yeah, that album when it came out was kind of like eh. you don't like it. I, not the album, but then I saw them live, okay. and it was like, oh, okay. Is there any moments like that? For de- I don't have any, but okay. for Deftones. Well, let's talk about a perfect circle real quick because okay. I too like a perfect circle, and I think it was the opposite for me. I liked uh, Murder Noms, and then when Thirteenth Step came out, I also liked that. I hadn't seen them live yet mm-hmm. at this point. I seen them much later, maybe just a few years ago, and they're very subdued. It is like I mean, they're I think they were even dressed up like ties, maybe, and like uh, it's definitely not the best uh, quote unquote rock Mm -hmm. music to see in a concert venue. But this happens to be one of those places I think it had like seats everywhere, so it wasn't there was no like pit or anything. Mm -hmm. So for that, it was okay, but. Live, I guess, I get it, you know, that it, it's a different sound. It's not my typical concert that I enjoy going mm. to, but I have seen them live. Uh, but for these guys, now here's a, a kick in the nuts. With a little bit of research that I was doing over the last co- uh, few, where I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. Um, Perrysburg? No, 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 that's where I live now. <laughs> uh, but where I grew up in Toledo, uh, there was two places that had national acts come through when they were like nobodies. Hmm. So um, they were probably within walking distance of where I lived, maybe five, six blocks. We still got juice in there? Oh, yeah, it's okay. juicing. Okay, so, um, you know, and the ones I go back to was, you know, I seen corn. That's cool, you know, before mm-hmm. they were anybody, you know. Right. And I know Will's not listening to this, but my friend Will, like he really got me into a lot of these bands before they Will were, who? Is yeah, it? this is from high school, man, okay. so uh, I'd have to really think about it. But uh, he, uh, like uh, Cold Chamber, before Cold Chamber was Cold okay. Chamber, like yeah. he was into these bands. I'm like, what the hell, you know, like mm. you got to listen to these dudes, man. You and can I, say fuck it, it's okay. Well, in case my kids listen. To oh, sorry. I'd probably drop no, about 20. I, I apologize to your kids. No, uh, Nobody else's, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and then if you're my, letting your kids listen to this, shame on you. <laughs> uh, Limp, uh, Limp Biscuit also, I don't know, can't remember if I've seen that one or if it's one of those things where it's just like legend that they were also there at that time. You know, mm, when before gotcha. they big, and not every band is. You know, there's like a few bands that you might have heard of that I liked at the time, like Spine Shank. You know, that I I've seen heard when, them. Yeah. when they were like you know nobodies, and they're probably nobodies now, right now. But mm. I don't even know if they're a band. But and, I mean, it's like you get to see it in a very small venue and very personal venue right i wrote here that 97 or 98 they did go to one of these two spots and i think it was the bigger of the two uh, the main event and i missed out and it's like one of those things where looking back on it i remember people talking about it because i remember the the stickers i'm like man that would have been a perfect time you know right and that would have been the second album or so 10 years later you know 15 20 years later it's like holy crap like it really hurts now yeah okay so uh but I saw them, I think I said uh, 2000, or is it 2001, with Incubus and Taproot. And that was, you know, for the White Pony. Okay. Uh, and then I mentioned the Rock on the Range. I did see them with Dillinger Escape Plan at one point. But the one that sticks out to me uh, is another music uh, thing was the Orion Fest, which was Metallica. Oh, in Detroit, yeah. yeah. 
They did the first one, I think, was in New York the year before, but this one was in Detroit over two days. And I didn't realize you went to that. Yeah, and it was... Well, maybe maybe we did talk about that. Anyways. Yeah, it would have been 2013, I have written down. Um, and even though I know everybody and their brother was there for Metallica, the crowd was so into the Deftones that they didn't... Like, there was not a lot of standing around. It was like mm. everybody's into it. Maybe it's a day of drinking, too, you know? Yeah. It could have been, but it's a definite different vibe from when I saw them at Rock on the Range. And it really just sticks out to me. Uh, I think I wrote down here that I saw them later on at a smaller venue with... Ah, uh, crap. Not a... Uh, not System of a Down, but one of those offshoots. Mm. And it was a smaller venue at some point. And even though it was more personal, it doesn't really stick out to me as much as that Orion Fest. Hmm. Interesting. So... Uh, I think I seen like Rock in the Range twice. I think I said 2016 looks like, and then uh, Rise Against and uh, Thrice, and 2017. Oh, I saw that same. That was at the same venue. I said had shitty sound, but yeah. I yeah. So what the good the part about that was is like, as much as I like Rise Against, they were not terribly good that night. Scars on Broadway is that the band from? That's offshoot of System yeah, okay. of Down. I think yeah. that's who opened for them. Which yeah, I remember hearing that. What ter- terribly Maybe. bad. But. Maybe I'm off. But um, yeah, I remember seeing that same tour. And but like I said, if if you get a chance to, Deftones Live is a YouTube site. And is it moderated by the band or no? But I think whoever runs it must have really close contact with them because at one mm. point there was uh, these leaks that were showing up for this Ohms. Mm-hmm. He was on um, moderating something, and he said if anybody adds anything, you know, that he's going to start deleting, kicking it off. Yeah, right. So. Um, he must be in contact, um, but he does a really good job. They got stuff from Europe, you know, and uh, South America from different points in there. And the one I, I really, I said it earlier, dang it, it's uh, when, when boys telephone girls. Oh, okay. You hear the, the mix live. The keyboard thing, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, that should have been the way it was on the album. Hmm. Um, but uh, I guess, yeah, live then. Versus live now, it's different. Mm, <laughs> I mean, yeah. everybody gets older, but it's it's not bad. It's just, you know, it's the pit isn't quite as pity as it once was. <laughs> yeah. Old Deftones fans. Yeah. Uh, so, it, interesting side note is you mentioned Incubus. I actually saw Incubus open. It was like Snot, if you remember that band. Yeah. And then Incubus, and they were opening for Soulfly. And like Soulfly's first tour, so it was like right as Science came out, and I mean nobody knew who they were. They had like one album before that, but I remember watching that guy and thinking that guy sounds like Mike Patton, and fucking loving it, mm-hmm. and getting the album shortly thereafter. But that was one of those, and it was like Kalamazoo State Theater, which is a smaller venue, so that was one of the, like a, a cool like seeing somebody early on yeah. when. Uh, Brandon actually had the nasty porno crustache that looked just as terrible as the new one. But um, as far as the live shows for me, um, actually the guy who responded so quickly to my email and questions, Ron from Texas, um, me and him went to Eagles Ballroom in Wisconsin, like right over the line from Illinois. And uh, that was the Dillinger Escape Plan show. 
and I just remember because he's always big on being yeah. on the rail. Yeah. So we were on the rail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I used to do that shit back yeah. in the day, and I'm like, I, I'm too old for that shit. Like getting squished and kicked in the fucking head, but that was a, a definite stick out show to me. And I can't remember if it was, it might have been Koino Yokan, but just being that close as far as it goes, like, you know, we were right in front of Steph and yeah. Chino was like jumping. It was, that was a really fucking good show. And it was a smaller, smaller venue. It wasn't the ballroom. The ballroom was upstairs. It was like, uh, there's two different venues in this place. It's actually, there's a venue and then there's like a separate bar. Yeah. And little known fact, Eagles ballroom in, uh, Wisconsin, uh, I can't remember what the fucking city is. It's Milwaukee. Yeah, it's Milwaukee. It's uh, Jeffrey Dahmer lived. Oh, God. Oh, really? Like, the first yeah. time I was ever there, this is a fucked up story that yeah. nobody will believe, but it's absolutely true. The first time I was there, um, I think it was like Metal Fest. They did Milwaukee Metal Fest. We pulled up and we parked, and it was whatever year Dahmer did his shit, but like it was the next year. Not thinking about it, hmm. um, we pull up in front of, like, in this neighborhood where it's pretty densely populated. We pull up in front of a empty lot, and I'm like, "Well, that's odd," but yeah. didn't even think about it. So I tell this girl I was working with at the time; she was fairly strange, and she was like, "Yeah, they just tore that apartment building down. That's where Dahmer oh. lived. That's and so the bar in Eagles Ballroom is where he would pick his victims up." And so it was just like around the block where he lived. So a little morbidity to um, close out the the Deftones podcast. Oh, wow. Wow, You really killed the mood with that one. I did. I did. So (laughs) we already covered like the the last question as far as the memories of of White Pony. So Uh, I think I was thinking about this. I said the self-titled album cover mm-hmm. and it's really, oh yeah we didn't cover that yeah, shit it's really close with the uh diamond eyes i really like that owl i mean that's something cool about that, that bar yeah they're i mean what is it about just some fucking random artwork yeah that they like they're so fucking cool like yeah. they can make like it can make a picture of fucking pelicans yeah well cool like <laughs> like uh, it's still they're random flamingos, they're flamingos flamingos sorry um uh, i don't know my i birds, actually just apparently. did this uh, not too long ago but uh i saw the some artwork for the self-titled album you know it's like one of those that's artistic and it's numbered or whatever and you can get this oh like e- a print or something yeah, yeah. And it's like on ebay and it's like 350 i was like you gotta be kidding me you know like no uh but you can get like a really good poster of the album title and put it in a in a Poster frame and a nice frame and mm-hmm. make it look like it's worth more than it is. Yeah, there you go. So I actually have one of those in my basement. So <laughs> this, so. It, it might look like it's worth a lot more than it is. I might treat it like it is, but it's it's pretty much about thirty dollars worth. You know, I think the frame yeah. was worth more than the picture, but it looks cool. It definitely uh, does the job. Yeah. So yeah, you almost made me forget my uh, favorite artwork album artwork. Uh, I and I came up with that question and I I don't know that. I okay around the fur, come on. Uh, you like can't, it? Can't, can't go wrong. I don't know, man. It's just—it's it, it <laughs> very juvenile. It doesn't fit the motif of what. No, it doesn't. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that they went a classier way since that point. Uh, oh, did they change the cover? No, I'm just saying that that they oh, chose okay. better subjects for their tight uh, covers. Well, yeah, and so 
Do you know what the fuck the thing is on the cover of Adrenaline? It's the thing to pull the snot out. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like, a, yeah. I mean, you, they really set the tone as far as like, oh, there's our first album. And oh. it's just a random object. I think uh, Koino Yokan, I think that album cover is a picture of a hotel, like looking towards, I don't know if it's the restaurant of the hotel, like hmm. in, this, in Japan somewhere. So Gotcha. Yeah, that, I like that album cover a lot. And, I, and it's so simple. It's a series of lines and lights, probably. Right. I don't know. I actually didn't know what it was until... I don't know, fairly recently. I, I, I think I'd have to go with that one. Although I do like, and you'll love this, I do like how the CD of Saturday Night Wrist looks like it's an old, worn album cover. Okay. If you look real close to yeah. it, like how it's... Well, now I will. ...rubbed down. Did I, you not notice that before? Uh, no, I can honestly tell you because I told you this is an album that I didn't really care too much about. I never bought it initially. Okay. And then when I heard it, I, I own it now currently, but <laughs> at the time I didn't buy it and I've been listening to it on Spotify. So I'll have to uh, crack into my old CD case, I guess, and take a look at it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. All right, we've yammered on for, for quite a while here. You got anything more to add? Uh, Damn, we're almost going to crack the three hour. Uh, Champ, I'm, I'm glad you're still listening. <laughs> you're the only one. You're probably the only one. Since, and since you're listening, I want to take this opportunity of something I didn't get to do, but uh, somebody we knew, me and Gabe and Mr. Champ, knew very well, who was a huge music fan. I wanted to dedicate this podcast oh. to him, Mr. Eric Haymeyer, who has since left us. Yeah. Uh, a little side note about that. I tried to get him in the Deftones app. Uh, I know. <laughs> the, the last work truck we had actually had a, a mixed Deftone CD I made stuck in the CD player. For so we long, couldn't get it out. For the longest time. So it was like if you weren't getting any stations while you're driving from location to location, you could always press play on the CD player. And nice. Here's some Deftones. So Not years. everybody was a fan of that, but. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, this is fun, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you saw your way clear to do it. And it took some. Uh, some doing to get Mr. Gabe here, so yeah, thanks, man. All right, all right, brother.